and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. James Farley. Hello. And no Sean Bell. But it's all right. We've got another Sean. Sean DeBode is back on the show. What's up, boys? Hello, Sean. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Sean? Good, good. I've been looking forward to hopefully coming back. And now you guys have me back. Because, to be honest, I haven't had a chat with yourself, David. And that was the final piece. That's fun, isn't it? I I do feel sorry for guests that are like, yeah, I'll come on the computer game show. And then it gets close and they go, oh, David's not on this one. They're like, oh, I I should have said no. (laughs) Uh, And waited until, uh, until he was back. Did you feel? Is that how it feels? Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> yeah. I think it happens all the time. Though. I'm actually, more enthusiastic. Oh my god! Thank is God. That, is that why it's usually me that's off? Because no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you kidding me? You're you're everyone's favourite. You know you're everyone's favourite, and you try and act like you're not. But you know, like when it comes to um, the teams, when we sort out teams for the Laser Quest. You know everyone's going to want to be on Team James. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's just a I've given. I made a terrible mistake with the news. Actually, um, we, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, Ooh, wow. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> no, no, I just I feel really bad. I just realised it as we were talk- talking, and then now I feel bad. It just go on, continue, continue. Wow, it's irrelevant. I have no I idea mean, what he's even talking about. This is good. I have no idea what he's talking about either. But this is this is very intriguing. It's not good. <laughs> Okay, uh, right, okay, speaking of, before we uh, go to the Patreon producers, speaking of the uh, Laser Quest and live show, TCGS Con is what we're calling it. Uh, Matt, we've got some news, what's the latest? Yeah, it's been cancelled, so, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Too popular, baby. No, um, we've actually got... We've, we've... The police shut us down, yeah. yeah? The authorities did not want us there. Oh, yeah. No, we have talked to the powers that be, and we've we've got an extra allocation of tickets. So if you missed out on the first wave of tickets, uh, then there's there's some more available. This Friday morning from 9am on tcgs.co slash tcgscon, there will be another small selection of tickets available. So if you missed out first time round, get there for 9am this Friday morning. On get there the quick, TCGS Co. Get there quick. It's very limited. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Sean, do you know if you're coming yet or not? Because uh, it was uh, you, you. You weren't 100. percent Yeah. So, unfortunately, um, due to COVID, um, all of the summer kind of London Pride events have been cancelled. And oh, really, this year, well, there's no like Pride this no, year. Well, previous two years, and the, oh, right, the, oh, right, and the one they've planned for this year happens to be on the same kind of Saturday. And I don't know if, you know, if the restrictions being lifted again, we're probably going to have like another round of just isolation and lockdown. So I did get myself a ticket. I did get myself a hotel. And I also am provisionally going to, you know, it it depends on what happens in the UK. Um, Either way, I I don't know. I don't want to commit and then let anyone down yet. (laughs) But I have a ticket. Well, you're... You know, you're you're already letting me down by not saying I'm. At, of course, I'm there. Of course, I'm there. So, uh, you know, I'm already pretty upset. So, someone want to want to tell the people that organise Pride and say, look, you are clashing with TCS. Yeah, that's incredibly poor planning. Incredibly poor. Other weeks that are free. It's um, like an, an Adele, isn't it? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Big problem. 
Adele as well is also apparently doing the same thing as well on the on that weekend. Yeah, on the same evening. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you mean the same thing? Adele's <laughs> doing a live <laughs> show after a laser okay, quest. She's not doing <laughs> laser, laser quest, no. But there is a live show. <laughs> she's not doing <laughs> laser, laser quest. quest. The tickets are, f- yeah. are way more expensive as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's way, way more, expensive more expensive, and there's no laser quest. So yeah. think yeah, about the value. What's the point? Why would you bother? Yeah. Matt can sing some Adele. We'll get Matt to sing some Adele <laughs> on the oh, thing. Yeah, I love chasing. Pavements. What's your favorite, Matt? That, hello. <laughs> You could do that. No, it is probably Chasing Pavements, probably from her first album. The very first. <laughs> and maybe we swap out between songs where, and I'll just do the common speaking bit. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. I'll just come, <laughs> and, then we, and then we switch back to you and you do the singing bit, Matt. What do you that reckon? Sounds, that sounds like a match made in heaven. I can't see any reason why that would go wrong. <laughs> um, yes, but, but also, yeah, this is a, we're, we're not going to add any more tickets once this bunch is gone. So this is really, yeah. this is very much it. So last chance. Be there or be last square. Last chance. Here to see the special man. Um, right, we'd like to announce our Patreon producers for this month. They are Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chap, Simon Nelson, Jack Oven, Moomin Biscuit, Trans Rights of Human Rights, Dave Ernsberger, Colin Brown, Gazman, Happy Birthday Sam and Neil, Gabsy Wabsy, Rocketman76, Rekt Reese, Happy New Year Sam, Love from Neil, Grey Dragon Claw, Fred Fenge, Sensible Steve Garrett, Lloydie B93, Smooth Monk and Farley's Sexy Fan. They're the full Nels crew. They are the full Nels crew. They went full Nels and you can do too. That rhymes. Patreon.com forward slash TCGS if you want to join us uh, over there. Various different tiers, aren't there, Matt? We've got bonus shows. We've got live talks overs. And we've got the full Nels crew. Uh, so come and support the show. It really helps us uh, move. It, it, it helps us out. It keeps the lights on. It helps James Farley fix lights in his bathrooms, doesn't it? Eh? It does. Eh? Yeah. It's got a light no, in no that bathroom spared. now. No expense spared. I saw the picture. Literally no expense spared. Yeah. That was just, that, how much was that bulb? I've got a feeling that, that it, it, like when he turns it, when he finally turned that light on, he goes, oh, I've been shitting in the wrong part of the room for the past four months. It's just like a big pile of it in the corner. It's a wardrobe. I thought... <laughs> That's why I told you I had a torch. It was all right. <laughs> but is it waterproof it was yet? There was a torch on a bit of string. It's fine. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, that's the point. Is a torch on a string? There was a there was a torch on a bit of string. What did you hang it down like from the ceiling? Yeah, <laughs> yes. like like you were in a tent in yeah. in the Cub Scouts. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like you know, there's more light dispersal then if you did that. There's more light dispersal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Romantic. Um, okay, so, so uh, before we get to your feedback on last week's show, uh, James, I'm desperate to know, what are your notes like? What are your notes looking like for last week's show? You really enjoy it, did you? Uh, do you know, I, I did really enjoy the show. I mean, so much so that I was just like listening to it. I was like, I can't, I can't stop. I can't like do anything forget, else while I'm listening to doing this. It, did you? So did you get right down the I, notes, did you? I didn't do any, no. Did you listen to the show? You forgot, you forgot, didn't you? No, I didn't forget. Did you listen to the show? I just was like, this is this is good. Did you listen to the show? And uh, yeah. Did you listen to the <laughs> I did listen to the show, yes. I did listen Prove to the show. Prove it. Yeah. Um there was one bit, I remember, but then you see this is this is why I do wish that I had written something down now. Um because Sean said something that I'd said the week before and kind of palmed it off as his own. And, uh, Ooh, yeah. that's an accusation, James. You better have some evidence. Yeah, I'll have to <laughs> gather that for next for that. week when Sean's back, and then I'll, I can do that. But yeah, it, it definitely. So the ac- accusation, right, is that Sean has nicked one of your thoughts yeah. and used it and passed it off as his own. Yes, pretty much, yeah. Wow. Okay, so 
here's the thing. Wow. I know. So this, this and to be clear, he's talking about Sean Bell. Not Sean Abode. He's not. He's, he's not talking about you, Sean. Nick he's not going ideas. straight in on, on the guest. That's more your style, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, Matt. You have got previous for that. Um, no, that's that's a, that's fine. So, so let me let me get this right. So next week, you need to come with a full full evidence. I, I want everything from you. And I'm saying this now, and I'm really making a point of it now, because I'm not going to say it to you in the week, and I know we're going to get to next week, and you'll forget. So I just want to make it very clear. I'm going to go full Rafa Benitez. I'm going to be on here. I'm going to be like, fact. And I'm going to like you know read out all the stuff. You'll see. Is that what Rafa Benitez does? It was what he did, didn't he? That, that's famously he? what he done, yeah. He did that's do that, what, yeah. He went fact. Yeah, he said, he said fact. <laughs> I don't yeah, he, he, he did this <laughs> okay. whole thing where he was trying to prove that Manchester United were like favoured or whatever in decisions, and he went. He had this dossier that he like read out, and after every statement, he said fact as well. And, it was- <laughs> and that's what you'll be doing next week when you repeat the fact that Sean said, but then yeah. must have said it was his own and no one else's. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 like, I, I love that as an arguing technique, though. <laughs> Just like that fact, fact <laughs> after. <laughs> It's like it's so petty, isn't it? It's End like of case like closed. <laughs> um, Sean, how, sorry, not Sean. Um, uh, James, how are you going to remember what he said? Are you going to listen to the whole show again? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, what also that means I'm going to have to listen to both shows as well, which is going to be. Uh, but no, I remember a roughly where it was. You, it's fine. It was in the news, why, why, so it was in there. Why are you dissing our own show? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Like, why are you going, oh, I'm going to have to listen to both shows? Surely it's like, yeah, I'll get an excuse to listen to the greatest podcast on earth. Have you seen how long these things are, Dave? <laughs> I have seen how long they are, James. I'm on them. Literally <laughs> four hours. It's like, you know. I hear you fucking moaning <laughs> about how long they are while we're recording them. Uh, right, I tried okay. to sing them, James. Sorry, Matt, what did you say? I said try editing to... Uh, forget it, let's move on. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get some feedback, Matt. Let's, let's yeah, see what everyone so else thought. Last show. week, we had feedback on feedback, and now we're, <laughs> we're going for the trifecta. This originated because about four months ago, David said he played a game <laughs> called Ground Is My Concept. Kurt Lewin in message saying, sorry, that doesn't exist. And we said, no, I think it probably does exist. Anyway, Kurt's back now to defend himself against the indefensible. This oh. is... Kurt Lewin. Feedback on Gran Turismo concept. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to resort to being pedantic on two points. When I said there was no such game as Gran Turismo concept, I was meaning on PS3, which is where Dave (laughs) said was the last platform he played a GT game on. Also, to add further... I mean, do we want to comment on that? Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. And also, uh, to add further pedanticness to my feedback, but this is what I've been driven to, pardon the pun, but the Gran Turismo concept game on PlayStation 2, which was brought up, that is... Uh, well, I've a type here, but that is... That exists... Matt, Matt just, not... read, just read exactly what it says, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But the Gran Turismo concept game on PlayStation 2, which was brought up, that is Shane... <laughs> which exists <laughs> but that's not its full title it was called Gran Turismo Concept 2002 Tokyo Geneva hopefully I'm still welcome to the live show I was hoping it was called Playstation 2 it was called it was just a Gran Turismo game called Sean or oh, sorry Shane, <laughs> Shane. Uh, look, first, first of all 
Kurt, you're more than welcome at the live show. Don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. I will be presenting you with a copy of Gran Turismo Concept at that live show, though. So that's definitely happening. But yeah, no, of course you're welcome. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, this is the worst type of... No, actually, I didn't mean that. Yeah, you did. You didn't know Gran Turismo Concept existed. You came at me. You fell over. Just hold your hands up and go, yeah, I got that wrong. <laughs> Don't say, actually, I was talking about on that specific platform because that's not what you said. He was talking go about Shane, David. Said. He was talking about Shane. <laughs> no, the difference is, David, you said Gran Turismo Concept, but there is, um, there's no game called that. It's called Gran Turismo Concept 2002 Tokyo Geneva. So clearly very different <laughs> things. There is no game called Gran Turismo Concept. Fact. Right, fact. It's called Gran Turismo Concept 2002 Tokyo Geneva. Right? I'll tell you what's mad, though. I Like... I remember playing that game. I, I, so I what game is this? Concept uh, Gran Turismo to- Tokyo Gran Turismo Shane. 2002 Tokyo Geneva. Shame. There were, weren't there like different versions? Anyway, um, I, I can't believe that was a PS2 game. Like I thought it was way more recent than that. My brain, honestly, time is just gone now, especially with when Gran Turismo is involved. It's just completely gone. Um. Yeah, weird, weird to read that that was a PlayStation 2 game, I mean, I was going to mention go. the fact you may have played the HD version, which did come on PS3, but I don't want to muddy the waters anymore. <laughs> well, there's a HD version of the concept game. Yes, on PS3. Oh, uh, possibly yeah, but then. Let, let, let's, well, hey, I don't want to... I think, actually, I, just having a look at the Wikipedia page for this, I think that Kurt might be wrong. Yeah, actually. it's not on PS2. <laughs> not you think? Again. You fucking think? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Come on. Well, we looked at the Wikipedia is, last week. It is on PS2, right? But there are there's actually three versions of the game, and they're not all called like 2002 Tokyo Geneva. <laughs> it is just called Gran Turismo Concept, and then there's three versions, and each version is a different like different place or whatever. Right. So. I mean, I'm hoping Kurt emails in next week and just goes, yeah, I'm well, sorry about the Gran Turismo stuff. Uh, please continue with the show. <laughs> please continue with the show. Uh, should we get on to the next bit of feedback? Does the Wikipedia mention Shane? No, it doesn't. Shane. I'm just scanning through, but I can't see the word Shane anywhere. <laughs> no, don't scan through. Do a, was it? Control F. Type Shane in. <laughs> While James what is doing that. We'll, uh, we'll move on oh. to Gareth and Savannah. Regarding last week's news on the itch.io bundle, surely Eurogamer could have covered themselves by saying there were a few hundred things in the bundle, since apparently <laughs> this number covers everything up to, possibly exceeding, a thousand, according to MatLogic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Sean, what did you make of this? Were you on our side or Matt's side with this one? <sighs> There's so much more pedanticness shit, isn't there? Um, yeah, what, but what? this is what we're about. <laughs> yeah. This is where we thrive. Really? <laughs> Remind me, it was something like there was 99 games and Matt said, was it 100? No, it was 998. No, no, this, oh, 998. And he said, it's it's games. Like, surely the bigger thing here is what it's for. I, I'm with I'm with Matt on this one. Yes, well, the, the, That go. wasn't the argument, was it, Matt? No, the no, argument case was, fact. <laughs> no, the argument was, was we were talking about how much something cost, wasn't it? And you said no, it, well, no, it, no. Something okay. that was eight hundred pounds was a few hundred or something. Was this last week? This happened, uh, or mate, or the week before? I can't remember. Go on, Matt. What was the argument? Well, yeah. So after we got over the whole like, ni- yeah, nine hundred ninety-eight games. Yeah, I, I think a few hundred can be anything up to like eight or nine hundred quid. No, I think I don't think a few is, like is just like three or three four, or I four, think. three or four hundred maximum. Mm. 
No, you wouldn't go nine. You wouldn't say nine hundred pound is a few hundred pounds. I, I, I think I that. probably would, but because uh, I think a few for me it feels like a lot. It's like a few is like it's a, it's no, a larger see, number. I do remember this discussion, and this is where we worked out that this was because whenever Matt is justifying a purchase, he says it's a few hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so Sean, yes. So if someone was to say to you mm-hmm. something costs a few hundred pound, yeah, what figure have you got in your head? Uh, less than five hundred. Yeah, less than 500. Absolutely. Thank you, oh, Matt. Thank you, Matt. That is a shame, that is, Sean. I'm sorry. You have wrecked this podcast <laughs> within 15 minutes. That is Fact. very sad to see for a guest. Can we, have, we should have a section of the show for where guests mug off Matt, because it's becoming a running theme now. Guests mug off Matt. It's, it's becoming a running theme. we need to rethink our guest policy. <laughs> he's doing it again he's having a go again he's, you know, no, I, know, I, I, know, I, I know. think Sean Lebode is great let's move on okay uh, alright <laughs> okay. sarcasm we go for so, that we might. okay highest form of yeah okay Mr Frog has messaged us um, regarding <laughs> Mr Frog Mr Frog let me start on him no. um, uh, so last week we talked about uh, Super Mario World being in the US and why isn't it in Europe Mr Frog Disneyland Europe was built in France because the French gave them loads of money we spent 700 million for the dome so I think we got the better deal there hmm uh is that the Manelli? The dome, dome is all right. Was the dome yeah, only seven hundred million? Probably. It's mad, isn't it? They fucked it up, didn't they? And it, it, did it, it? It wasn't even open in time for the Millennium, was it? No. Because of then the Y2K didn't they make bug. loads of it back because they sold it to O2. They, they sort of they, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Also, the dome is a pretty good venue, especially if you got a hotel near there. That's pretty good. Um, dome's all right. Although it's in bits now, isn't it? Because that fucking storm. It's fixed now. I live like... Is it fixed? Yeah, I live about 10 minutes from the dome and it was absolutely... Did you chip in? <laughs> yeah, no. No, I had my... I had my own... Get on local, 15 quid each. I, I had my own gazebo to fix that weekend anyway. But um, oh, right. I, did, I did go to see um, The Batman last two weeks ago and it is fixed now. So it's it's fine. I just imagine people like turning up with like old school shirts or whatever and draping it over the top. <laughs> so I'll do that a help. But if everyone does this, I'll help. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like the dome. What of that? Eh? I don't Would think I've I liked her. So You've never it, been? It, no, I don't think so, no. What? That's where I saw that infamous um, uh, Jedward gig. Matthew. <laughs> That's what? where I went to see the Jedward. Intentionally? I told you about this. Uh, no, well, it's sort of. They were doing um, uh, the X Factor Live tour, and my wife is obsessed with X Factor. Oh, that X-Factor, one, yeah, so I do she wanted that, to go yeah. to that. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was there, boy. I was there. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I was there. Cheering on Jedward. Okay, we're going to end with Jimbo Jones. Sup, bros. I recently noticed that when James Farley starts his House of Ashes stream, he does it by walking over to an empty chair. Please keep this up. This uh, Please keep this trend up. Because <laughs> it really gives me an impression I'm attending one of Dr. Farley's famous lectures moments before he reaches the lectern. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you want to talk about your streams? Because we, we mentioned it last week that you got absolutely hammered out of nowhere. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so the first House of Ashes one, I drank, like, too much too quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like it, it was <laughs> about forty-five minutes in, and I didn't did know what was going on anymore. Oh, I, I caught up with it this week. Um, but did you like yeah. the end of it when he was like, <laughs> he was out of it completely. It, it was the moment between him falling. As- I say him, James falling asleep, and then just yeah, the bit at the end. It was, it was great moments there. What do you mean falling asleep? There's a bit when James fell asleep. Didn't you remember? No, there wasn't. In the middle oh, on the stream. In the middle on what? stream. Oh, you got to watch it back. A bit, yeah. What? It was amazing. And everyone's trying to wake <laughs> him up in the chat. No. Oh my God, I didn't what? know this. Yeah. I did James, you didn't tell bit. us. Well, of course yeah. I'm not going to tell you. You <laughs> <laughs> fell asleep during the stream. It was like halfway How's, through as well. people not... How have people not been clipping this and sharing it with us? I know, that's what I've just been thinking. How is this the first I'm I've heard I'm sorry, of this? James, I thought everyone knew. We have the worst viewers oh, ever. you're proper grass. No. You I've, proper grassed I've, him up. I, sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's not. to his bosses. you got straight to his bosses and gone, oh, he's been sleeping on the job. <laughs> it was good content. <laughs> it does sound like good content, to be fair. James. You it's not a very off. good game, and it's just I was really tired, and I was really right. tired, and then I drank yeah. a lot of alcohol, and then yeah. nature did its job or whatever <laughs> last night. Nature, nature did, did its, its job. job. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I just rested my eyes for a few minutes or whatever, you know. And then what? What happened when you woke up? Did you think, oh fucking, what have I done? No, no, I was just like, oh, I'll just continue. No, They're still totally talking. Fine with it. Totally no, fine. Because they James, were just like, they were still that. talking. They were still talking on the screen. It was fine. <laughs> still talking. <laughs> what if you'd have. Oh, that would scare the life out of me. Because what if, like, you fell asleep and then you woke up, like, eight hours later to see that you're still streaming? <laughs> so, <laughs> someone did that a couple of years ago, didn't they? Like, they were famous. They started to become a meme just because they were streaming and they fell asleep on stream and. All of the chat just came on board, and he was getting um, subscriptions. He's getting follows, and it just—it was the big thing. I, I wasn't saying that James was trying to aim for that, but someone has done that, <laughs> no, and, it, oh, and it got oh, no, it got not. big, and it was popular. You got, I'll check it no, out. I know yeah. Ian, uh, previous previous guest and friend of the show, Ian Lee, used to set up a camera just so people could just watch. You do him see, sleep. you do see a lot of people doing like sleep streams. It's quite. Yeah, but the, the the sleep stream stuff started with that. Uh, what's it, Ice Poseidon or whatever his name is that used to do it, where like you could donate to have like horrible things happen to him while he was sleeping. No, and I just thought that just sounds horrible. Um, yeah, I'm not doing but that. yeah, no. I mean, maybe we get James to do it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Think of the donations. Well, it sounds like James yeah. is already halfway there. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yes, he is. But what he needs is a couple of Jaeger bombs. It was partly because of this that the stream last week I just I didn't drink anything at all, and I think I think it was worse honestly than when I drank. Because <laughs> James, it was... I would argue there's a middle ground between falling asleep <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. not drinking at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not stay sober or be paralytic. You know, it's not one or the other. I know, but I was, as You're I said, the right. first time I wasn't expecting that was going to happen because uh, I, I, right. I only just drank two cans of Red Bull and like and a load of Jager. Meister and I didn't think it was going to be that bad. <laughs> a late load of Jägermeister. Right, okay. Is that it for the feedback? Mark? That is, yes. If you want to leave us feedback, go to tcgs.co slash dear tcgs. Here comes the news. Yeah. Um, so I've made a bit of a mistake um, <laughs> go with on. the news. So, well, no, because it's the first news story. Maybe so, all up. No, 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 no. Well, not this time. So what it is, is... So Microsoft had this indie showcase, right? Yeah. Okay. And the mistake I made with this is that I, before we recorded, I was intending to watch the trailers for all of these, so I knew what they were. 
but I've only gone and forgotten, haven't I? And so... (laughs) (laughs) so, You've only gone and forgotten to do the news research. I don't know what any of these games are. I haven't got a clue what any of these are. I'm going to name a title and you're going to describe the game. Oh, gosh. Okay, ready? Here we go. So the first one is Chinatown Detective Agency. Um... Are we thinking just what describe kind of game? It. Don't read the fu- don't read the thing. Just make it up. What do you think that game's about? Um, I think that it is a visual novel, oh, and right. um, it's set in a detective agency in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Flintlock: The Siege of Dawn. Ooh, tricky one. Go on. Um, it's a roguelike deck builder. Roguelike deck builder. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay, uh, Floppy Knights. What? Is that sense to be rabbits or something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, fine. We can do that. Um, okay. Uh, Taken um, from the grave. Um, okay, that's that's got to be... Is that like a battle royale thing with like, zombies <laughs> no, no, or something? Just, that's just one that I've completely made up. Oh. Uh, right, okay. So did yeah. anyone actually watch the, the Xbox Indie Showcase, Matt? You must have been all no, over No, I didn't. I, I, I saw people talk about it. That's about it. And I, I've obviously seen a bunch of the big news. The big news being like Tunic and some other stuff we'll probably go on to. But, um, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll open up the thing and then I'll just read to you what it says. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, no, no, no there's no, no, there's no point. Let's, Sean. Uh, I, did anything stick out to you, Sean? I, I, I watched it only because James put the link there or the, the yeah in the <laughs> news. So as soon as I popped in, I'm like, I better do my research. <laughs> I'm dropping you in again. <laughs> doing more work than us. I'm so sorry. I'm sure it's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> no. Um, there was, um, some, was anything the floppy knights? Um, because again, it's a it's a rogue like deck builder. Funny enough, you got the right <laughs> genre, but the wrong game. Um, yeah, no, there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, I mean, all things indie is amazing, but um, yeah, Flintlock looks amazing. Floppy Knights, and there's a few bits um, hasn't been mentioned, but um, I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> I'll let you watch it yourself. <laughs> Cheers, thanks. We'll watch it later. Um, I mean, the big news obviously was that Tunic was coming to look. I miss this. Like you and Sean were just and Matt were chatting away in a WhatsApp group that day about how Tunic was supposed to be out, but it wasn't on the store anywhere and all yeah. of this sort of stuff. So and what I was kept, the deal? Well, I kept on saying, because Sean was like, it's not on the store, where is it? And I kept on saying, it's going to be on Game Pass. It's definitely going to be on Game Pass because there was the event that evening and you're just thinking, if it's not on the store, it's going to be on Game Pass. And then it was right. on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sean got absolutely pelted on Twitter. But yeah, so, so to defend Sean, I know Sean's not here to defend himself, but yeah, for... Uh, it's one of those games that looks like it's a Game Pass game, but w- there's been no, there was no news, and actually there was articles saying it's not coming out on Game Pass. It's only when that- no, there was only one article that said that that was, that was Game Rent. <laughs> well, that's still an article, but no, but, but either, either way, there's been there'd be no news, nothing confirmed, no mention of Game Pass except from people expecting that it would be a Game Pass title, and it was only when the game. Um, was coming out that day and the Xbox showcase was 5pm I believe it was it was only when it got announced during the showcase was it like yeah and also this is out now on Game Pass so yeah but fair play to James he absolutely called that one like he he, you know he was the one saying it's definitely coming to Game Pass all day 
And then he absolutely nailed it. I mean, it that, that's Jones. not a hard prediction. Like, most indie titles go straight to Game Pass. It's, ha- okay. it's hardly well, putting out from nowhere. Well, well, Lastly, you sure. said about how it definitely wasn't going to be on Game Pass, yeah. Matt. So I think that is a pretty good prediction. And, and Game Rant were pretty pretty convinced as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, they often are. And oh, look, I've just looked at the editor of Game Rant, and it's one Matthew Murray. So, <laughs> interesting. Very yeah, interesting, I, I, Matt. I progressed from mattmurray.com. Uh, the premier gaming blog went to Game Rant. Yeah. I remember that yeah they got me to egx do you still own that domain no god no no <laughs> um oh, it did get you into egx didn't it hang on who Fuck who it. does own mattmurray.com yeah what happens if you got mattmurray.com now yeah, who owns it you put a go daddy something oh. <laughs> okay right so it doesn't exist so someone buy mattmurray.com and then just put a picture of matt murray up there uh, doctor it make a make a do a photoshop of matt murray and we'll put it up there yeah sounds uh, good. someone will do that Tunic. We will talk about Tunic, no doubt, in what we've been playing. But yeah, that was um, that was a, that was a nice little announcement. I mean, they, obviously, they also talked about um, Trek to Yomi, um, which which looks great. The previews are out, I and they're not. A, I thought mega... it was a Sony game. I didn't know that was coming to Xbox. Nope. Yeah, that that um, the yeah. previews haven't been super positive about that, unfortunately. Uh, but it's, oh, really? it still looks still looks quite nice. Um, I, I really mm. like the look of that Curse to Golf, but that is the one that is. <laughs> That that is the rogue like um, with 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 something to do with cards, uh, but it looked really nice. Mm. Cool. All right. Uh, that's probably it for the the indie showcase. Then uh, what's the next bit of news, James? Uh, okay. So also the other thing that's happened this week is that the Nintendo. It's like the Wii and the DSi shop channels have been offline for like quite a long time. They've like kind of disappeared. And they nobody... announced a little while ago they were going to shut them, right? Yeah, they but... shut them so that you can't, like, so you couldn't buy anything. But then they were still up so that you could download things that you'd already bought, like you know through you like couldn't through. Couldn't buy it. anything. Yeah, um... yeah. And uh, but then since the sixteenth of March, it's not been possible to do that either. Like they, it's just they seem to just disappear. So it's just completely inaccessible now. Yeah, and but the strange thing about it was, according to Eurogamer, the show, the show, the stores now show these error codes. There's like one for each, like one for Wii and one for DSi, and so you can't get into it. But then Nintendo's main server is still up for these games because there's third-party tools that you can use to download games from from the servers, and the, the games are still there. It's just that the, right. the the store isn't working anymore. But it seems that maybe this is the the you know, this happening it's it's ending now. Yeah. Uh it's a shame but like I, I honestly I I was chatting to um Sean Bell about this recently. Uh cuz when they announced that they were going to shut the is it the 3DS and the Wii U store or is it the DS and Wii U store? Yeah, that was right, yeah. Yeah, we were saying that oh man, we should try and get I think it was the 3DS, wasn't it? It was the 3DS store that they were, we were talking about. And um, I try and get like people to just put their games up there for free, like for the last month or something. I think that should be a campaign that we genuinely look into. Uh, how cool would that be? That'd be so good. It's the last. It's all going anyway. So just for the last month, here's your games for free, just to make sure you've got them on on ADS, like to preserve them. Well, let's do that. Honestly, let's proper campaign for that towards the end of the year because it's not happening until next year. Let's get that done. Matt, write that down. So, uh, how are we going to get that done? <laughs> we'll just say, we'll just, um, we'll just say it on a podcast. We're not, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. And about, didn't think about that. Yeah. And then the developers will listen to it and go, oh, yeah, let's That's do that. That's a great idea. We should do we that, get, yeah. take credit, because we said it first. Could have earned some money, but no, let's, let's give it, let's do it for Why free. Why would you earn money? No, the developer. 
No, I know, but they're not going to, are they? Because who's buying their games on a on a weekly basis from the 3DS store? Well, I, I, my thought would be, given it's closing, that's a great opportunity for everyone suddenly for people to hoover up the games they fall around. This is my last chance. That That's what I was okay. thinking. All right. Okay, well, shit on the idea, Matt. <laughs> shit on the idea. Brilliant. <laughs> No, no, it's a great idea, Dave. Sean Dave, then just, just talk, said, talk to oh, all that's the a devs. really good idea. That's really nice. Yeah, no, Matt, Matt comes and shits on it. He well, just shits all idea, over but it. Just, we, can't, we can't do anything about it. It's a lovely idea. Yes, we can. We can promote the idea. We can get some devs on board. Let's go. You yeah, are everyone, such games a are free. Are they free? No, but they could be. Are they? <gasps> no, they should be. Okay. Matt, you've got to make it happen. You can't make it happen that, with that attitude. You've got to be... I know, what a shitty attitude. Both in, what is do this? It. No, 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 Dave, I'm looking forward for you to get all these devs on board. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really exciting. You're such a piece of shit, Matt. Oh, what, an, <laughs> what a horrible negative no, no, person. Dave, just talk, to all the, just talk to every developer and get them all, to give all the games away for free. It's not about giving it, but you're, you're a hot, what a nasty no, no, little uh, man. Uh, no, but tell me what the plan is again. What's it, what, I'll tell you what the plan is, right? You go away and think about your attitude and come back in a few podcasts <laughs> time. I'm just looking forward to this campaign you're going to do where you talk to all the devs and they're like, you know what, it's a great idea. Let's give all the games away for free. Right, I know Sean Bell's listening to this. Sean, me and you are going to do this and when it's a massive success, right, Matt's going to eat his fucking work. Like, like, let's properly go for it. Let's properly get this done, Sean. And then we can turn around and laugh at Matt when we, when we are the best. I don't right. know. It'd be brilliant. It's a win-win. I hope it happens. Okay. Well, let's I'll tell you what's going to happen, though. I guarantee um, on Wednesday morning, there'll be a massive campaign for saying, actually, we've all thought about this, and it's good. we're going to give them away for free. It'll just, maybe like an hour after the show's live, there'll be a global campaign from every developer and Nintendo. That's the spirit. There you go. <laughs> I think um, you might have been being sarcastic there, Sean. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was more, it's more about the fact that we, we put a show out, and then within minutes later, news happens. That's what I was saying. Okay. All right. Are we moving on? <laughs> okay. Um, so, next news story um, is that apparently there's... It, well, it seems to be problems at the initiative uh, that are making uh, Perfect Dark because there's been a load of people that have uh, have left. So, according to VGC, over half of the main development team, including like a handful of senior employees, have, have left. And so it's like 34 you staff. The staff are taking the initiative here, James. Oh. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey? Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Continue. <laughs> I got that one in. So 34 staff members have left the company in the last 12 months. And uh, yeah, according to VGC, it says that staff were frustrated and didn't feel heard uh, on key issues surrounding the development. And uh, so some of this happened actually in September last year, which was around the time that Crystal Dynamics were also partnered to sort of try and help with the reboot of Perfect Dark. Um do you want to hear what Daryl Gallagher, who's the head of the studio, has to say about it? Go on, then. He said, It's no small task to build a studio and reinvent a beloved franchise. Is it beloved, really? Oh, and He didn't say that. Yes. I'm saying that. I am, I am so... In, uh, Perfect Dark and the original Shenmue are the two of the things that help me be who I am today. That sounds very, very, very over the top. But Perfect Dark, when that got announced um, at the Video Game Awards, was it two years ago? Um Biggest hands yeah. down moment. I was like, "This is um, this is fantastic," and then to hear this news that they are struggling in this initial stage of something coming back, and it's just it's just red flags all over. But yes, beloved. But I, I think there's part of me like I, you know, 
I think part of me thinks it's better to hear about this stuff now than, you know, after they've shown off the game and, you know, clearly they've got further down the line, maybe. But then we don't really know how far into development it is, do we? No. Shall I, shall I continue the quote? Oh. So they said, it says, In creating the initiative, we set out to leverage co-development partnerships to achieve our ambitions, and we're really excited about all the progress we're seeing with our relationship with Crystal Dynamics. In this journey, it's not just it's not uncommon for there to be staffing changes, especially during a time of global upheaval over the last two years. And there's plenty more work in front of us to deliver a fantastic, perfect arts experience to our players. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is going to yeah. be seen as a, a bump in the road, regardless of what they're saying. Mm. Um, it's going to see, a, you know, people are going to look at the development of this game already and think, oh, it's had a, rock, a rocky time, even though it may not have. And what they're saying may be true. Uh, it's still going to be reported. Yeah, like I mean, that, Star Studio so. is difficult and people want, you know, they, they want some stability. So it may not even be, you know, the, the fault of the studio. It may be, but it may not be. It may be, actually, I want to get, I want to work at a place where I know there's a track record, where they've got policies and procedures in place to protect staff. I mean, it, it must be difficult working in like a, a brand new studio and you've got this big IP you've got to deal with. And now also you're working with another third party studio as well. So, um, yeah, it's a shame because I really wanted to see more of this game and it feels like we had that CGI trailer like a year or two ago, as, as Sean mentioned. It feels like we've got to be a fair while away from seeing much more if half the, yeah. if half the studio's gone. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to set things back, whatever, however far along they are in development. So I really, I want this game to be good. I just, well, yeah, that's the thing. It, it's I a want bump it. in the road. I want it to be good because the, I mean, the first one, I did enjoy the first one, even though if you go back to it now, it's a bit, it's pretty ropey. I, I, I love the first one. So you loved it. But Zero is was was awful. That was a bad game. We don't talk about Zero. Oh, it was a very bad yeah, game. Don't. Yeah. It was a very bad game. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was that that was the game that I bought with my 360 and convinced myself it was good like for a while because you know it's like you know <laughs> we, we spent the rest of the week playing Bankshot Billiards though. We did, game. yeah, yeah, we did that, <laughs> yeah. which again was... shows the quality of Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah, it was, and it was the not good. quality of Bankshot yeah. Billiards. And that, so I, I mean, this also to me says I wonder how much more work Crystal Dynamics will be doing on this game like moving forward. If there is like a you know loads of upheaval, new staff, changes, etc. At, at the initiative. It feels like Crystal Dynamics Crystal Dynamics will probably take on more responsibility to get I mean, things moving. Oh, that's a good thing. No, we'll never know. They make good they make good games, Crystal Dynamics. They do make so good games. Yeah. Um but we'll never we'll never properly know, will we? Nope. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sure, just confirming I, I, for us there. Yeah. Fact. No, it, it's uh, just to touch back on it. Like when you, I mean, I've worked with studios and when big heads of departments move, the excuse is, yeah, well, the vision isn't the, the same anymore because the person has left. And it's just like, I'm just seeing a lot of red flags. Like my, it's, it's crushing to hear about that this week, but um, hopefully someone can salvage some stuff here, but. Yeah. yeah, and and even if it's not salvageable, like uh, they, I think what I'm saying, my initial point with was where they were with the marketing at the very least is that they do have the option to say, Joe, you know what we can really take a step back, take our time with it, make sure, um, you know, they've got the option to just stop and start again, which obviously mm. would be devastating for the people that worked on everything that's happened so far. But it, it, you know, it is still an option if things aren't working out the way they want. For sure. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, next story is that um, EA have cancelled their E3 
kind of thing EA play. You know, it's not happening this year, basically. Did they so do it last year? They did, but they did it in July. Um, it was like delayed, like way after E3 uh, for some reason. Right. But but this year they've said they said we love EA Play Live as it's our way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with all of you. However, this year things aren't lining up to show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our world class studios, and this year we'll reveal more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. So yeah, they're 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 not going to be there at E3 this year. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? It is, really. Who is at E3, then? Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's basically just it. Microsoft, yeah. And Microsoft Nintendo. and their studios, yeah. yeah. It's Microsoft and all the studios, like, oh, yeah. much, <laughs> but by this stage. <laughs> That's true. It's a shame, The Microsoft it? Showcase is eight hours long. Yeah. Um, so we got, we got that it's, to It's a shame. To, I but... guess I'm not surprised. I mean, obviously, lots of tiles were getting, again, delayed... Uh, for, for a whole number of reasons, and yeah, they, they, they are not beholden to E3 because they don't even do E3. So, well, why put more stress on the developers? And if things aren't lining up, then they're not lining up. It's a shame because it's one less thing to look forward to. Not that I would often really look, honestly look forward to the EA event, but still, you know, we're looking forward to yeah, potentially it's not, like since it's gone since it's gone like pre-recorded. The EA stuff hasn't been as good. The the best stuff was the <laughs> how, how weird the EA how how wrong they got it. That's why why I liked watching the EA stuff at E3. There's men you know, Jesse Wellens, hmm. the men in blazers. Yeah, you Jesse know, Wellens, all of that. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a content YouTube content creator. Hi Rick. Um, it was just absolute absolute joy to watch. So it's a shame that we don't get that no more. But. I can't remember one of their digital ones. I don't remember their digital one last year. It's weird, isn't it? Shame, yeah. Shame. All right. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 was offline for 24 hours. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, people weren't happy I about did this. Not, I did not know that with this game... Because like, a friend of mine's got GT7 recently, and he was complaining because the servers were down. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, no, okay, so you can't play it online. That's not the end of the world. It wasn't until he explained to me, no, that actually you can barely do anything on the game if it's offline. I was like, why? It didn't seem like a very online game while I was playing it. Why Why have you got to be online for the majority of it? I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming it's probably because of the things like the microtransactions and buying cars and all that kind of stuff and whether it's like tied in with a store or something. And that's why it's like that, but it's a bit a bit odd. But they so I mean, it was down for two days, and it essentially meant that no one could play the game. Yeah. in its entire like you know they they couldn't play the solo stuff. Yeah, and then on Friday morning last week, they it came back online again with version one point zero eight, and then Polyphony Digital like, apologized. You know, said that there was it was because there was a bug uh, that was preventing it from starting properly. But then, obviously, also people then took to Metacritic and just review bombed uh, the game. Well, of course, I do. And uh, because yeah. it's, this uh. is a two, it's a two phase thing. It's like one, the fact is offline for a day when it's you know even even single players down. But then, then the patch came, and then that changed the the, the how many credits you need to grind basically yeah. to get these cars. Now you need far, far, far more. And now people are concerned about how much microtransactions are getting pushed in front of people's faces, especially with the fact that you have to grind way more now to get some of the more expensive cars in the game. Yeah. So that, what, what does it mean though? Like, what when when you say grind to get more expensive cars? So what, the, okay. What so you mean? know you know you get credits for like winning a race or whatever. They're uh, like yeah. halving the number of credits you get. 
so that then it takes a lot longer to get enough money to be able to buy anything. Unless you like, did I explain why they're doing that? Nope, there was no explanation. They didn't have a reason for it. They no. just did it. They just rebalanced it in inverted commas, and uh, you okay. know, so then it ended up like that. And so obviously, people are not happy about it because it is it 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 does result in more grinding or micro microtransactions. Because also, mean, the, the game hasn't been out that long. All the reviews, it, the reviews have been out saying, you know, I'm reviewing it based off the build that they had when when the reviews been written and when the game was coming out, and now. Only three or four weeks later, suddenly it's all it's it's all drastically changed, and I think potentially a lot of the reviews have said actually, you know, like you can you can pay for okay. things, but actually it, it's not that bad if you do this this and the other. Now suddenly it's like if they're changing how much how many credits you need for certain cars, that's gonna affect. So the accusation is the accusation is get the get the reviews out there, then change the price of things. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I mean, that's not an accusation. That that that's what's happened thus mm-hmm. far. Wow. Okay. Right. Interesting. I Which mean, it's not cool. It's really strange as well, isn't it? Because if you, I mean, do you remember when the first um, Forza came out for Xbox One, and that was all like with loads of microtransactions and everything, and everyone hated it. Yeah, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, it got really uh, torn to pieces because of all the yeah all the microtransactions. Stuff. And you'd be thinking, like, surely they saw that and were like, just don't do that because people really hate it. And uh, get really the big annoyed. one was Battle Battlefront Two, wasn't it? That, yeah, that, you know that that felt like a game changing moment. Certainly when it came to EA, mm. uh, outside of their sports games, anyway, they're still you know pretty bad with it everywhere else. And as um, we've already said, this is even worse always because it's the seventy quid price point as well. It makes you just think, why am I having to spend extra for all this help. stuff? You know, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't help. help. Does it? Yeah. Also, it's such a shame because it's such a good game. Yeah, like, well, you know, just. I don't like having a dark cloud over a, what is clearly a, a really good game, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, it's quite upsetting, but there you go. Okay. Okay, next story is that Sony have also acquired Haven Studios. Um, so this is Jade Raymond's studio that was set up um, after she left um, Stadia. And Sony had already invested in the studio in March last year. And they've been working on some, what they're calling an exclusive new IP for PlayStation, which is like a live service experience, apparently. And uh, yeah, okay. it's things are not going to change. Basically, they're just basically they just acquired them so that um, yeah. So yeah. clearly, they liked what they were seeing. Um, you know, obviously, we don't know what was going on in that studio at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I was quite surprised because it was like, oh, they've acquired the studio that haven't actually done anything by the mm-hmm. looks of it. But obviously, if they've been working together in the past, they they know what they're all about and obviously saw something worth purchasing so that's cool yeah the interesting Mm -hmm. thing uh, just looking at social media whilst this news broke was half the folks were like yeah this is great and the other folks were like what exactly have haven studios actually done and it just takes that extra step of just doing your research but no i mean jade's fantastic from canada she's been worked on like watchdogs and assassin's creed um it doesn't it just goes to show you that it's not just the reputation of what games have been released like she's been what a studio has been acquired just on the talent alone and that's quite refreshing just to have because there's no kind of anything in the kind of closet or no baggage that comes with it it's just hey you know it's acquired you know let's get to work so uh, it's it's an interesting one just to see how the, the social media has taken on board with this news and that was today as well so that's really cool yeah i mean they must have been super impressed with whatever they're working on you know in development so that kind of makes me more excited about whatever it is i mean maybe it's just hey you know this looks like it might be right let's buy the studio now while they're while they're still relatively small and and new and, and whatnot but 
still, you know, they must have seen something that's impressive enough to think, let's put our hand in our pocket now and nail this down before it went multi-platform or something else. It's also interesting how, I mean, yeah, we were talking about it in our WhatsApp, you know, just like how they seem to be going really heavily into all this live service stuff. You know, it's like they, this is another, like they they bought Bungie and now they bought this as well as like a live studio. And then now they're saying, I mean, they, didn't they say that they were expecting they were going to release like 10 live service games like in the over the next yeah yeah and year that, was the, that was the 10, new story going around yeah. Yeah. yeah which is yeah but hopefully three of those are playstation uh home <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah very imagine least, yeah. that oh no oh, you know, i'd love it if that came back it's coming back mate i'm telling you it's coming back it's going to launch with vr psvr too 100 <laughs> percent telling you write that down that's gonna I mean, happen they absolutely should i mean that, that totally plays into the whole metaverse met- metaverse yep. thing they'll be mad not to because they're gonna do it matt they're absolutely going to do it. PlayStation Home's coming back. PSVR 2 launch. Let's go. That's what's happening. Isn't it, Sean? Just want to do the running man in VR. <laughs> 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 no. Obviously, Sean would love to confirm us right now, but unable to. I, but... I want to hear more about this. Run- <laughs> Let's take that silence. I want to hear that running man comment that James was about to say. <laughs> you know, I just want to do the running man in VR again. You know, it's... <laughs> Let's do it. Just... Again? Again, yeah. <laughs> You've been doing that in VR already, uh, James. Uh, every time I stream. It's just no one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, next story is that CG Project have also just confirmed that a new Witcher game is in development. Um, they said, this is an exciting moment <laughs> as we're moving from Red Engine to Unreal Engine 5, building a multi-year... It's an exciting moment as we're moving away from the catastrophe <laughs> and onto something more promising, hopefully. Beginning a multi-year strategic partnership with Epic Games. It covers not only licensing, but technical development of Unreal 5 as well as... I don't know, that's, but it's boring. Um, but yeah, so basically they're, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're doing that and they're not going to use the Red Engine anymore, but they are still using that for Cyberpunk 2077 um, and also for the expansions yeah i mean they wouldn't, they they wouldn't just switch out the over. engine yeah. for <laughs> yeah could you imagine that but no, they, they, they explicitly just it and it worked they explicitly <laughs> said that in the quote like they said at this point no further details regarding the game um yeah but then it just says but we're still using red engine for cyberpunk because obviously people probably yeah. were gonna we're gonna ask like about that it's it's like yeah, yeah we'll just port we stuck a new engine in it yeah and, it, and now everything works fine look the, the people don't just disappear and stuff yeah uh look at that um, yeah, okay, there's a new Witcher game. That's going to get a lot of people excited. You were a big fan of The Witcher 3, weren't you, James? I did, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It's, I did. Uh, it's a very good Sean, game. Sean, <laughs> you, you, you play The Witcher? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Wait. Cyberpunk's the first uh, CD Projekt Red game I've ever played, and I love it. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. I'll, I'll, jump, <laughs> I'll jump into the first Why one. Why does everyone like this studio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I must admit, I did hear so much good legacy about how the side missions are sometimes even bigger and better written than the main quests. So with that in mind, mm. I knew that at least some part of Cyberpunk was going to be awesome with the side missions, and they actually ticked the boxes. So I will go back to three. Well, I'll start three. I own three. Don't own any others, but I will do it um, if the, when the port or whatever the PS5 version is. I'll make a good stream. Mm. I'll tell you that. They make a good stream. People love that Witcher. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's they in, they're obviously Witcher. announcing it super early on. I mean, this is this feels more like a recruitment exercise yeah, than yeah. It's like get off, get off else. my back, man. That's what they're saying. Just, just get off my back. Leave me alone for a bit. Yeah, like get, get, get that now. One to so people can join the team, and also two before anything leaks. Um, 
Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, was the Red Engine a big cause of the issues of Cyberpunk, or it's probably just a good time to make a, a clean split and work? I mean, obviously, Unreal Engine 5 looks stunning, and um, so it looks like it's, you know, a lot of people in the industry are working on that these days, so it probably makes sense to work on something that lots of people will be working on together, collaborating, constantly improving it. That's what Epic, Epic will be doing, so it kind of makes sense to do that rather than your own proprietary engine, especially if you've had potential you know, issues in the past with it. Okay. Okay. Uh, next story is that Elden Ring has hit 12 million uh, worldwide sales, um, which is Good obviously game, really big. I mean, it's, it's not bad for a niche title. It's the biggest. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Well, it's the biggest non Call of Duty or FIFA launch in the UK since Red Dead Redemption 2. So it's like, it's done incredibly well, like, you know, from this. Uh, and it, I, I mean, I, the, what blows my mind about this is that Elden Ring is like as. Anti uh, mainstream as you could possibly get in gaming, isn't it? I mean, it's certainly up there. You could argue that it's one of the most impenetrable games ever, and it's selling this amount of numbers. Like, it's crazy how well it's selling. Like, how many? I'd love to know the percentage of the people that bought this game, stick it on, and go, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> like, why is it so hard? Why is it not telling me anything? What am I supposed to do? Why are these people talking am- riddles that don't make any oh, yeah. sense? Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. I got a lot of heat for that <laughs> last week. I got a lot of heat for that. You're not allowed um, to criticise, but- David. Just don't. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. It's just people disagree with me, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. I, 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 yeah, it's, it, I'm, maybe I am, uh, maybe I'm being harsh on the audience. Maybe actually, uh, you know, the confusing games are easily picked up by lots of people. So maybe I should just chill out. A bit. It's also because of the, it's not bun, it's, it's it? the zeitgeist as well. Like, I, I've, I've spoken to friends who have never played a From Software game before and they are 70 hours into Elden Ring and said, hey, I don't even know if Bloodborne was like this, but this game is doing something for me. And it's not the fact that it's difficult, it's just the fact that it's a mixture between, you know, the name of George R.R. R. Martin, it's come out. If you preferred Horizon, then you probably went for Horizon. If you preferred Elden Ring, you probably gone for Elden Ring. It's the hype around it as well, like a lot of people are talking about it. And it's just come out in a really good time of the year, man. When, when what, February? When it was March? February, March? One of the, I forget when it launched. Yeah. You know, the start of the year is like when everyone is just like coming off that lull from over Christmas. They've got their games from October onwards and they're looking for the new thing. And, you know, word of mouth, it, it does it does wonders. That's true, but that certainly wasn't the case this year. For that, We didn't have that lull this year. Like, usually it was, it's really bad. But then we've had Gran Turismo, like, uh, for bit, but Horizon, we've had Elden Ring. And then, of course, there's a ton of games coming out later in this, like over the next couple of months as well. It's it's nuts this period, but but it's I'm in that situation where I'm playing these games, I'm playing games that aren't Elden Ring, and I'm thinking I just want to play Elden Ring, <laughs> like that's where I'm at, and I could see why the hype is so big for this one. Done very yeah, well. It, it's it's amazing. Um, Done very well. <laughs> it, it, it feels like yeah, you know, Souls games are now not niche officially. They are not. No, they're mainstream. They're like Call of Duty. I wonder if Sean hates them now. <laughs> Too popular. Uh, I mean, they're going to start doing annual releases. You know, with, yeah, with this. yeah, yeah. I can't wait to play Elden Ring twenty three free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same game, just new kits. <laughs> oh, they've changed. They've changed the roster of bosses. Great. 
right. Okay. Let's go. Uh, last story, um, which is that Stadia uh, now has a click-to-play oh, yeah. demos um, available oh, without yeah. an account. So you can now try games for a free for free for like a limited like amount of time, and you can play them directly in like Chrome or whatever. You don't need like a Stadia account. And Google claims that with the feature which they've already trialed this in October last year, there was a thirty five percent increase in click through rates compared with uh, the bio claim buttons, uh, as well as a seventy percent boost in player engagement. And I tried this um, today. I just want to know the non- number of numbers. Like yeah. twelve people clicked through. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Five percent of users of <laughs> it's in that way. They're like, well, it's still eight people. It's it's, it's a great number. Yeah. But, yeah, but don't, I, say, I, don't say eight people. Say eighty percent. Yeah, because then they don't know the amount of people. Go on. I tried this though um, earlier today just to see if it does. Didn't it work. did work, and it does. It does work. I mean, as everyone always keeps telling us all the time, Stadia works. It's like, yes, it does. Yeah, but the games on offer. The one I tried was was Paw Patrol. Um, there wasn't really that many. <laughs> which really one, great. though, mate? There's loads of Paw Patrol games on that bad boy. What? What? Which one are you talking about? On oh, a roll? I don't know which one it is. It's um. Hang on. I have is to it the one look. where there's superheroes where you collect in the doggy bones? Uh, it might be. I don't know. But there was Why only. Why did you try that? Because there was only seven games to choose that worked on Were this. Were any of yeah, them aimed at adults? Or? Out of seven, you chose Paw Patrol. What else was on the yeah. list? Okay, so we got there was a game called Grime. Um, there was MotoGP 21. Okay, it's Paw Patrol, the movie, Adventure City Calls. Wow. And then there was... Is that a good one? Uh, it's a very long name. <laughs> is that a good one? <laughs> James, why did you pick that one? Because I just thought it would load quickly. You know, I thought, why not a bit of... Bi- bi- because you thought it would load quickly. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I thought it'd load more quickly than the other stuff. And then there was Risk of Rain 2, SteamWorld Dig 2, um, Jackbox Party Pack 8, and Ease 9, uh, Monstrum Knox. I mean, I wasn't going to go for that, because that, that's probably got like a three-hour like opening cinema or whatever. So there right. Paw Patrol the movie on a roll. No, it's Paw Patrol the movie, Adventure City Calls. <laughs> That, that name, Paw Patrol the movie, the video game. It's probably on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, James, yeah, you do more advertising for Stadia than Google. <laughs> I know. Every week you talk about Stadia. I know. Well, I would if, if I could, I would, but there's not, unfortunately, not that many news stories. Um, you should have joined a marketing <laughs> team. I mean, you're, all, you're basically doing it anyway for free. <laughs> do you remember, Matt, when we were, when we were doing that, uh, that live show, we were trying to get you a t shirt that had asked me about Google Stadium? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't, we didn't think of that before EGX, not on the way down. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I must Excuse admit, I didn't know okay. there was much stage in general until I started listening to this podcast. So <laughs> you're single-handedly keeping Stadia going. Yeah, this is the unofficial Stadia podcast, whether James <laughs> likes it or not. I do just find it just, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by it. I'm absolutely fascinated by it. How you can get this like enormous like corporation that just like screws up this badly. I think it's it's incredible. It's yeah, it's very interesting. There was some genuine stadia news this week. Uh, I'm sure the last this couple is of days stadia news. Well, it, 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 the, the, they released like the thing for businesses to use the technology. I can't remember what they called it, but that came out this week. Mm. So other mean? companies can start using the technology for their own kind of stream. What so they can play their own games. Yeah, yeah, you like license it, and then you can like have your games like running through oh, it. But oh, there's oh, no. I thought I thought you meant just like if you're in the office, you could play Paw Patrol, the movie Adventure Base Calling, or whatever it's called. No, you can, you can do that. <laughs> that was... Adventure you can do it City Calls. Um, yeah, uh, Adventure City Calls. I do apologise. Uh, okay, all right, are we done. 
Uh, yeah, but I have got some fantasy zone. <gasps> what? Well. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you ready? Are you okay, Sean? This, this is the first time live. Fantasy zone? Fantasy yeah, zone. I, I yes. don't even know what. Uh, Actually, no, I think I was in the last one, but I didn't hear the jingle. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we edit that in later, don't we, Matt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to hear it today either, Sean. Uh, three, <laughs> let's go. Three, two, one, go. Here we are Whoa. in the fantasy zone. Look at this. Oh my God. Sweating. It's We're misty, all isn't sweating. It? It's very misty. It is hot. Why is it, it is so hot. foggy? It's a bit close. It is a bit close, Matt. I can barely see two feet in front of me. I uh, know. I like it hot, but I, I don't... also shouldn't have worn a jacket. <laughs> jacket in this weather I, well, I didn't realise I thought the fountain zone would be the same humidity that we were previously but now I've, no. I've made a huge mistake <laughs> dripping I'm wearing shorts next time I know I know it's one of those it's one of those like sort of climates that you can't get cool because even if you start like if you've got hand fan or something it's just blowing hot air into your face nice it's too much actually should we just go home it's like the Eden Project isn't it basically it's like that kind of heat yeah, it's exactly like the Eden Project. Uh, what's the what's your what's your bullshit that you've got to tell us now, James? Okay, Child of Eden Project. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> good. Go okay, I've got two stories here. One of them oh, for... is almost certainly just true. I think, and it's just you know, it's this is going to happen. Nice ruin that one, Gorm. It's I mean, it's a Jeff Grubb one. Oh. so it's it's, okay, pre- go it's on, probably going to happen. Go on, Jeff. So he says that Fallen Order Two will a hundred percent be shown. At the Star Wars celebration in May, which I assume is on May the fourth, um, yeah, there's going to be a, okay, one of those fine. things. Right. So apparently that's going to that's going to come. But the second okay, one, which is, that. that's not really that doesn't really count for a fantasy zone, is it? There's no, not no much that's, fantasy that's just a that. teaser. A game that's, we know is being worked on will be shown off eventually. Like it's not really, yeah, go on. Well, that's no, no, just a, not eventually on a very specific day. Okay, but that's not exactly like fantasy zone material, no, is it? Matt? It's not. It's not set in the world like. No, go on. Let's okay, hear the next the real one. one. It sounds like more pure bullshit, to be honest. But oh, don't don't okay. say that. Bef- like. don't, get, us, get us worked up. No, I like this. Come on. <laughs> and it come. It, this comes courtesy of the Xbox Era podcast. Okay. Oh yeah, big uh, bullshit. Good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Good podcast. Listen to it. Everyone subscribe. Oh, I love <laughs> love that podcast, baby. <laughs> that Xbox Era. Oh, oh, it's it's about the whole era of Xbox. That one. It's good. Okay, this is the quote. They said, Xbox has some hardware that they want to show that they're going to show that falls into a different bucket than people are expecting. Different bucket, is it? Yeah. Is it a controller? So they've got some hardware that they want to show it goes into a different bucket. Yeah. So basically, it's 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 a little shovel for the beach. But they said it's something that people are not expecting it to be. You know, that it's a massive sex toy. (laughs) That would be surprising. Do, is it a one of those rip-off hooky PlayStations? Is that what they're going to be releasing? With all like, it's got Raspberry Pi on it and a hundred games. Is that what Microsoft are going to release next, James? Hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping to Probably. see like a return of Bleemcast. You know that they could have that. No, but, you know. no one expects it. No one would expect them to do that. No? <laughs> to just bring out a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Just say it works the same, but it's half the price. It plays all the Switch games. Like it plays fact, all these ROMs. It's actually preloaded. Look, it will pre- 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 yeah, we preloaded loads on there. 
<laughs> Imagine that. Or, or if they announced they're, they're releasing a microwave oven. Mm. <laughs> well, well, they did a fit at fridge, a fridge, didn't they? They did do a fridge. Good they point. Did, Time for the they oven. Did, they <laughs> did the big fridge and gave it to Snoop Dogg. And then they sold the little mini fridge, did didn't Snoop they? Did Snoop get a big one? I think he got... <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay, the episode title? Got our episode title. <laughs> did Snoop Dogg get a big one? <laughs> there we go. I think he did. I think he got one of the big ones, didn't he? Dang. Who got a big, <laughs> Who's got a big Series one? X fridge? Who got a big one? Honestly, um, <laughs> bun- a bunch of YouTubers got a big one that I, Justine, did. and No, only uh, there was only like five of them made, I think. Well, I know Who she got one because I saw the video. Did she get? To- I, I quite yeah, fancy one of those fridges, but then when they come out, everyone said actually it comes quite loudly. <laughs> Not gonna bother. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! What is going? What are we? Is this no, carry it, on up the podcast no, now, David? It what hums quite loudly. Oh, hums. Oh, hums! That is not what it sounded like. And yet, it was still That's smaller and quieter than the PlayStation that. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm excited for them to announce this TV stick, which is probably what it's going to be, right? It's either that or it, it could yeah. be VR. Maybe it's something VR related. Oh, please. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. Good point, Sean. Good, good point. That's all I've got. Look, they had their, their AR time in the sun, didn't they? And what happened to that? Oh, what? They're cl- they're the HoloLens, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. HoloLens. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Still working yeah, on that, apparently. Just nail that and then we can entertain anything else, but please leave the VR to the pros. Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be a mistake Ooh. for them to do that. I Ooh, can't see them doing that. Shots fired. It's, it's the Long Island iced tea I'm drinking whilst on this podcast. That's hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, Sean. He's going for it. Let's get him really drunk and then he can tell us what predictions that we got right. Have you got well, a Let's go. at home, No, I, I made a Long Island iced tea specifically for this this podcast recording. Um, it's a school night nice. and GDC started today. You could just, wait, you could just make them. I am... Um, I never thought about that. Yeah, well, I actually... Oh, this is off topic, but I actually do make cocktails in my free time professionally. Okay. Good. Brilliant. T- tell then me more. You're definitely coming <laughs> to the live event, <laughs> why, please. Why do I have one right now, Sean? Um, uh, why don't you send one over? Okay, I'll... Why well, not down, down, email it to him as an Why don't you send us a hamper of cocktails? Well, if we're still in the fantasy zone, <laughs> I could just magic it to you some way, right? Good yeah. point. Yeah. Not a good point. We Put are. it in the drop box. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, no, you you are definitely coming to Sheffield because I want a Long Island is tea. Uh, right. Okay. Is that it for the news and your bullshit, James? That's it. That's I'm done. I'm completely done. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, let's get to what you've been playing then. Let's start with Matt Murray. Matt, what you've been playing this week? So I have played a lot more Elden Ring, and then I yeah. then I thought I'd have a break and I played some Tunic. But let's get into Elden Ring, I guess first. Um, How far on into the last Elden Ring are you? Episode I hadn't really done much because I was enjoying all the you know traveling around. But I started actually killing people, and I killed the first boss. God, I can't remember what her name uh, is. Margit. 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 Yeah, I done Margit. Is is really Margit. good. I mean, I've quite over leveled. Huh. At that point, because I had like um, I I updated some, I, I upgraded some of my um my ashes you know like the the, the people that come in and support you so I could summon them during a the fight and absolutely smash Margaret after like five or six goes so it wasn't really much yeah. of a challenge but it was it was awesome to do and now I I haven't I haven't done the second boss actually so um I'm, I'm oh, really? still kind of enjoying the traveling I've done loads of the map 
I did have a really annoying thing where I kept getting invaded. And I thought, well, this is annoying. I'm going to turn this into offline mode because I'm trying to get to a certain location to meet a certain NPC. He kept getting invaded by this 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 character. I'm like, this is this is a nightmare. So I I, I got killed. I got destroyed by this by this someone who invaded me. I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go into offline mode, and um and we'll do it again. Went offline mode, same location, got invaded again. I was like, what how, how what's happening with this game? Uh, this is, is, this it's is an, an NPC, NPC invasion, yeah. right? It was an NPC. Yeah, I didn't realise that until I'd, I turned the internet off. I was like, how is this <laughs> still happening? Is that the one near that sort of cylinder building with the red? Is red, is he? He is red, yes. I think I've done him. I mean, I yeah, mean, I I've done him now, but I was like, I, I, I've, I've disconnected my cable to my Xbox. How is this still happening? And then I Googled it and like, yeah, that, that's just like an NPC invasion. <laughs> I was like, man, that's annoying. It, but I, I eventually did. I eventually did kill them, and then I could move on with my life. But yeah, that was a shock. I was like, why is this happening to it, me? I didn't realize there'll be NPC invasions. If it, if it does balance things out for yourself, Matt, um, you've probably mentioned it before. But back in the rounds table, you can buy the white cipher ring, and that works with human as well as AI invasions. That's right. But you need to be online yeah, for the human to join you to help fight the AI. So. Um, yeah. uh, also, Matt, this isn't a new thing. Souls games have had this like loads of times before. Pretty much all of them have had this, haven't they? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I just don't remember it happening in, in my previous like Bloodborne and Sekiro and other things like that. But um, but apparently, also when when this um, when this person summons into your game or invades your game, also like a a a. Like a friendly would also apparently invade to help you with the fight, but I was getting killed so quickly that I never even saw the person that was meant to support me. Um, Anyway, I killed that person in the end, and I moved on with my life. But that was a shock. But no, I'm I, I still absolutely loving it, and it is, it is really good actually to make some make some decent progress and see a bit more of the story. And um, no, I'm absolutely loving it. But I, I've kind of have to pull myself away to play another game. But no, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I, I assume you're still playing it, David. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've done the what I assume is the second main boss. I made it to the next like sort of big area. What is it called? Leonia? L-I-U-R-N-I-A? Like Le- That's right. Yeah. I've been trying to say it on... Yeah. A- something lake, yeah. right? Is it the Leonia Lake? Something, something like that. It's a big lake in the middle. Or swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that I got to, I've got to there and I've stopped. Um, uh, not out of, like, fear. I'm not scared, if that's what you're thinking. Um, I, just, uh, I just want to play something else for a bit. So I'm going to go back to that this week. That but, is a scary uh, area. I mean, I, I'd be in that area, and I just went to this like, cave to get loads of mining stuff. But yeah, that whole area is horrible. I've just bombed it from what, one... You've been, one there? In... you've been there without actually earning the right to be there. Yeah, well, you can go anywhere you want around the whole map. That's the whole point of it being open world. Um, okay. But, yeah, so I went to like a place to mine like, smithing stones and stuff. But yeah, the whole area is just really rather scary. Apart from the person selling prawns, I quite like that, dude. <laughs> I think I killed it. Well, I killed an NPC in the castle that I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to. I just, I thought it was an enemy. And I went up, stab, started stabbing them. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to have to finish you now. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, there is an NPC I, I, that I've I heard out. early on that if, if you can try and like lock on to them, if you can't lock on to them, then they're a friendly NPC. Yeah, but I just battered them because they looked weird and then freaked out because they started talking to me. <laughs> and I was like, you're not supposed to talk to me. Uh, so yeah, that was a problem. I got loads of items though, so I guess I'm happy with that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm still loving that game. 
it it's still like occupying a space in my in my mind. Oh, I'm not not even convinced that I'm going to complete it, and I'm not even really looking to. I'm just enjoying just seeing what that place is all about. It's it's crazy, really. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how long it will take me to finish it. I'm like 25 hours in, and I've literally only just done that first boss. So, oh, right. and see, I'm, I'm it, 10 hours in, and I've done. Yeah, the first it's taking two. a lot. I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying, "Yeah, it's like a 70, 80 hour game." It'll be a 200 hour game for me. So, we'll see. I'll probably still be in November, still playing it. But um, no, it, 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 I, I, I've still. I still love that game so bloody much. Like the, the sense of excitement and adventure, even in, if you even if you're in areas you don't want to go or you feel like you shouldn't be there, it's still it's still mesmerizing. Yeah, really is. Sean, how are you getting on? Absolutely it? loving it. Um, it's become. I mean, it's only March now, but I think it's a good contender for my personal game of the year. Like it's, it feels like it's the from software game that they've been longing to make all this time. Um, so I've only done two story bosses. I'm 70 hours in and about I'm 69, level 69, which is pretty nice. Wow. But it's just the fact that, <laughs> I mean, this is the first um, Souls-like game that I've played where everyone is actually trying to work out what to do and reveal kind of secrets. And it's all very community-based right now. There's no f- completed Wikipedia. There is no kind of complete walkthrough. I mean, there is people who sped run it like in the last two weeks to get it down from two hours to one hour to 30 minutes. And then we had a patch last week and that kind of undoes um, what the fastest speedrunner was able to do. And it's just like nobody is yeah. a pro at this game. I mean, the, the happy, the thing I love the most about this game as someone who loves from software through and through is you can be whatever level you can be. You are still going to get your butt handed to you because, you know, the enemies don't scale with you. And you know when an area is not ready for you. Like the area you just got to, David, um, I j- realized last week is the place you go after Limgrave. Cause I was like, ah, oh, there's a place that are right here and it's all red. Maybe this is the easiest place to go to next. And the game never tells you that. It's just how hard you hit things. If it dies quicker, then yes, that's the next place. And it's just so much, just the sense of discovery. Like I just, I would just, get on the back of my horse and just go somewhere and if something looks intriguing you can just do it i mean it's it's the breath of the wild kind of thing there's always weird shit about there's always weird yeah. shit i was just i was just um walking about uh in the world not too long ago just because i like doing that every now and then just walking out of wherever i am and just like having oh i'm going in this direction and then i just heard like this really powerful singing yeah. and i was like what's that about riding along just and it's getting louder and I'm thinking where's it coming from where's it coming from and then I thought well there's a little path down the side of this cliff and when I go down here the singing the sort of beautiful Italian opera singing gets louder and louder and then you realise like it's a big bat that then just tries to attack you and poisons you within like seconds and you're like what the fuck man anyway I finally killed it but then when I went back there later I heard the singing again, and I thought, right, I'm not going anywhere near that singing now. Yeah. As beautiful as yeah, it is. Totally screwed And by over. design, that's exactly what it was made to do. Like, it's supposed to just, yeah. I mean, like the sirens and like and mythological creature stuff, it is there to be like, oh, what is that? And it intrigues you, and then you are yeah. going to get battered. And the fact that you can get that in a video game that we naturally just came across and thought, oh, what, what is what is going on here? And they are made to be stronger yeah. than the other bats. So it's just like, we're learning by trial and error. Well done, Miyazaki. You've got us again. 
Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? How how they've just yeah they've absolutely nailed it. It feels totally different. You know, I, as I we said time and time again, I thought I was done with these games, and uh, clearly I am not. Uh, they found a way of making it feel fresh. Yeah, again. I do have one question though, because I've just been I've saw this on Twitter, and I've been asking friends and stuff. When there is another from software game, so obviously I don't know anything, but let's just say there is another. Bloodborne or whatever, and it does go back into the kind of the tighter linear interiors. Do you think that personally that would be like a step back from what you've now want because you've been spoiled by the open world of Elden Ring? Like, would you still enjoy it, or would you kind of you know respect and play through the tighter kind of corridors again? Well, this is it. I was kind of done with that style of game, and that's what I just assumed this was. And finding out that it wasn't that, then that's fine. But um, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from the real, true, like the the, the big big fans of FromSoft games that play every single one and fall in love with every single one. You know, I'd I'd love to know how they feel about that. Would that whether they would want another open world game or go back to the more linear mm. stuff? Um, how about yourself? Like, what would you what would you honestly? Prefer? Until I saw the tweet of someone saying, "Imagine Bloodborne two, but not." you know open worlds it made me think maybe i would want it to be at least a bit bigger imagine imagine playing in a place like yarnum and it is like the size of a city like that would be beautiful yeah um not saying that i wouldn't play it but i just feel like most of my fun from Elden ring and everything that led up to Elden ring is now we have a world now we can explore we've we've got the combat down a lock we've got you know the the, the great enemy um, boss kind of encounters the design you know all the crazy weapons and then now we have an open world to play in if you were to take that back down and be like well, you, know, you know corridors rooms castles whatever it'll be fun but I wouldn't say that it kind of will scratch that itch that, you know, Elden Ring will leave behind, which I think only Breath of the Wild 2 might be able to scratch at this rate. Um, so, yeah, it, it depends. Oh, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's an interesting question. I'm worried that, that Breath of the Wild 2 will not be able to recapture yeah. that magic, you know. It's just part of me that just thinks, is it, how the hell does it do Again, that? Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, even going back to uh, Breath of the Wild uh, recently, it's like, oh, I forgot, that game doesn't look that mm. great. Like, it feels like I wished uh, they'd, they'd wait for some new hardware before they showed off more Breath of the Wild. I'm still convinced they will. I'm still convinced they will delay it until there's, like, a, an upgraded Switch. I mean, Breath yeah, of the Wild, uh, as you said, was struggling on the Switch hardware as we've got now, and that was it will come many on. years it ago. That bad. The Wii U one was pretty good, and that's in a previous gen. If it's mm. docked, mm. uh, I, I think. Yeah. I think when it came out, James, I think it looked absolutely fine, and it looked great in places as well. Especially moving, you know, it did look great. But when you go back to it now, after the games we're used to playing now, it really does start to look show its age. You know, that's an interesting question, though, Sean, about whether the next one will be open world or whatever. I mean, it does feel like this could be just the start of a franchise, and maybe Elden Ring is the open world stuff, and they'll do a. They'll do. They'll go out to Dark Souls or Bloodborne. That'll be more the you know the standard kind of FromSoft game. I mean, I think I can only really answer that if I went back and played Bloodborne again or Dark Souls and really or Sekiro and say and see how I felt compared to the adventure and, and what you're getting with the open world FromSoft game. But I mean, obviously the previous ones are amazing. I don't think necessarily just because this one's so good that means that they can't just smash it again with a much more focused single player um, version, but yeah, the idea of open world, open world Bloodborne, or 
open world Sekiro or whatever is is truly exciting. Yeah. And, and one thing I do miss, which Elden Ring won't, I don't think it ever have, is just thinking about your um, Souls, your first Souls game, just everything being linked back into a filing shrine, like just the way you explore somewhere and then it comes back to this hub. Like you don't really have that in Elden Ring, and I by default always go to the rounds table, just be like, this is my safe place because this is my filing shrine, mm. and that doesn't exist yeah. in that. So. As long as the fundamentals, what make a from software game is there, you know, tight combat, the ability to do co-op, great bosses, you know, all that stuff, then I would play it. But just the, there's some things that are missing, which I felt like I didn't need, but you know, it is, it isn't there. And if they brought that back, you know, just a hub, everything linking back to this one place, you know, I will still welcome it with open arms anyway. Yeah, but the Breath of the Wild two in conversation is interesting because I think so many times I'm playing this and I'm on horseback. I've got kind of you know a, a green outfit. I'm you know th- this is basically kind of that ultra realistic Zelda that some people maybe wanted for a long time. And I, I wonder it, how much this is going to affect potentially our enjoyment of Breath of the Wild two or you know Breath of the Wild two. I mean Breath of the Wild was amazing. They could do a second one which is basically more of the same. It'll still be amazing. But now we play this. Does this now? Change, you know, move the goalposts and actually change expectations for a game that's totally different on a different platform with different developers. But look at what look at this open world. Has this push open world games forward in a way that now when Breath of the Wild two comes out, we'll be looking at it with quite different eyes. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay, uh, okay. Let's Elden Ring. Anything else, Matt? Um, yeah, I mean, so I've also played Tunic, which came out on Game Pass. I have also played Tunic. I am only five hours in. How much have we all played this game so far? You're further than me. I've played about an hour, an hour and a half. I only played it for about ten minutes or so. It's, there's just oh too many games at the moment. There's too many things. <laughs> I can't start another one. Because if I start another one, I'm never going to finish anything. And I hate that. Well, well yeah, I mean, so as much as I was loving Elder Ring, I was like, okay, this is, yeah, new game's out. This is a good opportunity to to pause Elder Ring, play this game, and then come back to it. So... Um, actually, I wanted to play also Shredders, which is the snowboarding game, which also came out on Game Pass in the last few days, but I haven't had a chance to play that yet. But no, Tunic. So um, this, uh, it's basically a kind of like a Zelda game. Uh, you play as a cute fox. And um, I mean, I'm only early early doors, although I don't think it's actually terribly terribly long game. I've heard talk about 12 hours. I've also heard talk about 20 odd hours if you want to see and collect everything. And much like a Zelda game, you have to collect weapons so i've currently got a sword i started with a stick i've got a sword uh, i think there's probably a hook shot type thing i have to get at some point bombs and uh, just like a zelda game you're navigating the map there's uh, th- there's some dungeons you you, you kill the various enemies and uh, you get the your new ability and that will help you traverse more of the map that you couldn't access before uh, with maybe a hook shot or or whatever you've got um it's it's a weird one. Uh, so five hours in, I still not massively enjoying it. Combat wise, mostly is just really really unsatisfying. So I, I mean, this feels very death's door in in a bunch of ways. Not only is it kind of like isometric, top down view. Uh, it, it's it's got a really lovely soundtrack. It it looks and feels a lot like Death's Door, but doesn't quite nail it on the, on the on pretty much on well on, on definitely on combat. I think music isn't quite as good, and maybe it's unfair to compare the two. 
But it definitely feels like that again. I mean, again, a lot of people saying, oh, this is kind of like Zelda has some Souls elements. And uh, Sean was saying in our WhatsApp, no, it's, it's basically Death's Door, I think. I mean, that's now the, the, the game we can compare to. Whereas before, with Death's Door, we're like, well, it's kind of like a little bit, a bit Souls-y, a little bit Zelda-y. Now we, we have that point of reference, and that point of reference is Death's Door. And thus far, it doesn't quite live up to it. Uh, Combat-wise, yeah, it's just really, really basic and it's not really fun at all. Um, to the point where it, in the settings you, you can actually change it. So um, you can have... Um, so you have the stamina in the game and stamina is uh, used up by by rolling away. And uh, But you, there's a setting in, in accessibility in settings where you can actually turn off so you, you don't spend any stamina at all. So you can just roll, keep rolling away from enemies and keep swiping and stuff. So that, that makes combat a little bit more fluid. There's also like a god mode, or I can't remember what they call it. I think it's no fail mode um, in the settings. And again, that means you can just go in and just like wreck shop without worrying about getting caught by a really annoying enemy. Um uh, David, you, you say you've only played an hour. How, how have you found the combat so far? Yeah, I'm sort of struggling to get into it. I mean, obviously, I can't um, have any real criticism towards it. I haven't played it for long enough. Um, but, I, you know, firstly, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. The animations and everything about it just looks absolutely wonderful. So that, that sort of blew me away straight away. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I mean, the combat very early on is a little bit, just feels a little bit more cumbersome than. Um, Death Store did. Death Store instantly felt like fluid to me. Like I knew what I was trying to do. I knew how to avoid attacks and go for it and all this that, and the other. Whereas um, here, I feel that I'm sort of rolling out of the way, but at the same time, I feel completely underpowered compared to the enemies around me. And there's lots of them. Um, and it feels like actually I'm progressing more by just running, running away from everything. And that's not a particularly fun experience, you know? Um, yeah, in the opening hours too, I was basically seeing an enemy like hit, hit once, roll away, hit once, roll away, hit once, roll away. There is a way to upgrade your skills later. You can upgrade like the power, your defense, and magic, and 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 all sorts of stuff. So you can you can definitely be more powerful as the game moves on, as well as different weapons. But yeah, it just you know cumbersome is absolutely the, the right way to describe it. I'll tell you what, the enemy I've been killed by most in this game is the menu. Um, so. The the, the the menu to kind of change weapons stuff is on the left bumper, and when you go to change oh weapons... Oh, God, yeah, I do that all the fucking yes. time, yeah. Oh, my God. When you go to change weapons, um, it, it, well, one, the game doesn't pause, so you can be in the menu and there's enemies fighting you, so if you need to change your weapon, you know, in, in a minute, you know, if in combat, you're basically dead. But... So you go into the menu, and then you basically you can assign weapons and stuff to you know to to uh, to, the, to the top buttons on the on the Xbox uh, pad. I'm playing on Xbox. The amount of times I've gone to that menu and I've I've gone to like I've selected maybe like the sword, and I've pressed what I think is B to get out of the menu, and then it reassigns the sword to B, um, and and then suddenly. I've actually assigned myself a stick during combat. I've been killed so many times in the middle of combat because I've suddenly randomly reassigned a weapon to the yeah. wrong button. Oh, yeah. it's happened like five, six, seven times. It's so bloody annoying. Like most games, or you know, most people, I would imagine, you expect B to be the exit button out of a menu. But to have that assign a new weapon when you're in the middle of combat, trying to do things quickly on the fly, oh, just I hate it. <laughs> You see, the main thing I've heard about this game that it's not really about the combat and that it's really about all the puzzles and stuff. And that's that's where the fun really comes from. And that, yeah, the combat, you just whack it on easy or whatever or put it on no fail and it doesn't really matter so much because 
yeah, you're really there just to be exploring. Which which sounds great, but but there are so many enemies. Like it's so heavily loaded with enemies at the start of the game that you would not get that impression. If you hadn't said that, I like you know I believe what you're saying, but like I, it's not evident from what I've played so far that there's a lack of focus on combat because right yeah, now yeah, it feels the puzzle very, element very doesn't really heavy. come on until like well I'm a couple of hours in there are definitely now puzzles or way you know trying to find your way in and out and around dungeons. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm I'm talking about at the start of the game. Forgetting when the puzzles come into it, at the start of the game, it, you know, there's so many enemies and so much combat involved right in the start that you'd thought that it was a big part of the game. Do you know what I mean? No, no, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, the, 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 at the beginning, there aren't. It doesn't. It's not really puzzle focused or adventure focused at all. Really, I don't think at that point. Yeah, no. It's, um, okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I haven't really got much else to say. With it. I haven't played it long enough yet. Uh, I just I'm slightly worried that I'm not going to get into it, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm enjoying more as, as I'm upgrading things and as I'm seeing more on the map and opening more things. Uh, one of the best things about it that we haven't mentioned so far is that as you play the game, you find these pages of of the, of an instruction manual of of basically the map. Um, and so, but yes, yeah, so these pages you find, they basically explain how the game works. Um, it, it's all written in a kind of made up language, but it's got really gorgeous illustrations, which you can zoom in. It looks like an old school uh, instruction manual that you'll find with the game. It, and so and the pages you find out of order uh, and you, you find, you know, like two pages at a time. So you might find like page 10, page 12, page 14. And, and on the pages you find, it might say, or it might imply that actually page 16 is the one you need to see this part of the map or to learn more about this ability that you just gained or you're learning about. So the whole game, you're trying to piece together what the game is about, how to play the game, how to explore the game through picking up these really gorgeously, um, beautifully designed uh, instruction instruction pages, instruction manual pages that you find across the game. So that, that that for me has been the biggest joy so far. Like picking up a new and uh, finding a new page and in instruction manual. Not only because it might tell you more about the enemies or might give you more detail about a map or how to navigate a dungeon, but just how how well they're drawn and how, how nice yeah, they look. How well they're drawn, the animation of the pages turning is great. All of that stuff is it feels yeah, really nice. It, it feels really authentic. It looks good. I'm kind of surprised by this because I really thought that both of you would be like really. I mean, this to me, this had like TCGS 2022 Game of the Year written all over it. You know, that's what this was going to be. And uh, but yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe why? is it is it just because the combat is like not great? No, wait, wait. Why? Why did you think we were all going to say it was Game of the Year? Because it looks like the kind of game that we'd have as Game of the Year, doesn't it? We've had two of these this is two the years problem, in a row. James, you're not even. This is it. You don't trust us. Like we know what we're talking about. We know we know when we like games or not. It's not just I know. This, and this game looks like the kind of, like of no, no. And this looks like the kind of game that you normally would like, David. Right. Okay. So what's wrong that's with that? Weird. What's wrong with making that? What do you mean that's weird? It looks like the kind of game that you normally like. Right. Is it, like what? Like, give me other examples. What do you mean? Well, you like Zelda games, don't you? Well, yeah. I didn't like the. Hold on. What do you mean? I like Zelda games, yeah. Okay, so you're saying this is nothing like anything you've ever played before that you've enjoyed? No, I'm just saying. it's. The, I, don't, I don't know how you can look at a screenshot of a game and go, no, I'll be game of the year. This is your problem with the game of the year this year. 
Like you were so adamant that it was going to be that one that you actually no, got angry this, that it was a good game. This looks like the kind of game that every that all of us would like. What's wrong with saying that? Okay, I don't know. I don't. Why know. are you so defensive um, about it? I, I just find you weird. Um, <laughs> it just, I don't know how you can have that opinion based on like it's. It, I, do you know what? Do you know why I'm getting? I, I'm getting to it. It sounds like you're saying that it doesn't matter whether the game's good or not. You would just choose this sort of game because of the way it looks, right? That's how it's how it comes across. Well, that's not not what I mean, Dave. I mean, I'm just saying okay. it's you know it All looks right. like the kind of game said, that we normally would nominate for game of the year. You, you said Dave there, and uh, no, you very rarely say that unless you're winding me up. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on to you, James Farley. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm going to keep playing it. It's not. It hasn't done enough to annoy me. And actually, like turning on no fail mode just meant the combat se- combat moments uh, f- flew past, and I can enjoy the exploration and and, and the puzzles. So I'm definitely going to keep playing it. Mean, it's not a terribly long game anyway, and uh, it's doing enough to keep me playing. I'm just not blown away by it so far, mostly because of little some niggly issues and 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 stuff I mentioned already. But I'll, I'll keep playing it for sure. Okay, um, another game uh, that we've been playing this week. Sure, but James, you've been playing this one. Uh, far changing, far changing tides. Did yeah. you play this last week? I did play it last week, but oh, I didn't you weren't talk on the about show, it. Yeah. And also, I've, I mean, I played it the week before last as well, but I didn't talk about it because Matt and Sean were talking about it, and they played it a lot more than I had. So I didn't feel I had have much. you finished it now? I have finished it. Yeah, I finished it over the weekend. And, right, so uh, I'm like, I think I'm like a third of the way through. Oh, okay. Um, what did you think of it? I mean, I, I first of all, I don't know why I can never remember the full name of this game. Like, I, just, I know, I'm struggling with it as well, yeah. Why is that? Why is it that I it's just know. so unmemorable? Like, every I time know. Like, I, I have to Google, like, sequel to Far Loan Sales to, like, try yeah, and yeah, remember yeah. what it is. It's just really strange. I don't know what that's about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I kind of echo mostly what Sean and Matt said about, you know, how they, they felt about it. I did... I had I did generally really enjoyed it and it is incredibly atmospheric and I I enjoyed the whole you know ship control aspect of it you know in very similar way to Far Lone Sales but that's my only criticism about it really is this didn't feel this really doesn't feel like a sequel to me it feels more like a sort of a just an extension of the first game like yeah, you know this it's what this is what's getting me I mean I'm a third way through I don't think it's as good as the last one mm. and I think it is very, very similar as well. And I'm finding that quite tough to take because not only am I finding what it's asking to you to do less intuitive, right? I've had mm. to look up a few times ago. I don't even know what I'm, it's the game's asking me to do here. Mm. But I've also had like a few bugs here and there where I've had to do like resets of the game mm-hmm. to continue. So for example, there's a bit where you come across a crane and you lower the, the hook down mm-hmm. and then you swim down connect it to something which is blocking your path and then swim back up and then raise the crane to move it out of the way right my it, it just didn't work for me i connected it kept trying to raise it wasn't working wasn't working i had to reboot the game to get that to work mm-hmm. and that's happened like two or three times in like the first like third of the game and i'm like fuck man far loan sales was so good I didn't even feel like like that was one. I think I did that in two sittings mm. because it was just so easy to sit there and play through. And I'm not getting that from this. Yeah, and that, that's I- that's why this took me three weeks or so to finish because 
I didn't feel compelled really to like play it. I, it felt to me compared with the first one, this felt more like I'm trying to get through this rather than experience yeah. it. And that that's yeah. what I didn't enjoy quite so much. Also, I didn't feel like one of the things that I really liked about Farlow and Sales was there often was that sort of sense of peril as well in, in it. Like that things could go, you know, were going really badly wrong or could go really badly wrong. I never got that from this at all. Yeah, like, the, yeah. The, the, there's no peril at all. I mean, the only, the only mole peril was like, can I get my ship going full pelt or not? Mm, but yeah. that was basically it. And it's I mean, just... I had, um, I had a moment, uh, uh, Sean, where... Uh, Sean, James, where... Um, uh, like, I, it, it made me think of Far Lone Sales, where those moments of, oh, I wonder if I could break just in time so I don't smash up my vehicle, you mm-hmm. know? And you'd be like, you get, trying to time the braking right. In this one, I just don't care. I just drive full pelt into the fucking yeah, because it doesn't matter blocking my path. It yeah, generally it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Because there's there's plenty yeah. of like you know those repair things as well. If you need to use them, I only used it about two or three times, I think. And I was smashing into things constantly, and it didn't seem to <laughs> didn't seem to matter, you know, at all. And it's just, I mean, as I said, I did enjoy it. I mean, I, I enjoyed like how atmospheric the whole thing was, and but it just felt. I know it just it just felt like a, a sort of a side story really um to the first one and I mean obviously I can't talk about the ending but like it's really obvious like you know what, what how that how that plays out and that oh, was also shit. a bit disappointing I thought but you know I'm looking forward to the ending cuz I've I've not worked it out yet should I have worked it out now or no, is it not, not by a third of the way through but yeah okay, it will right, become okay. yeah it becomes clear it will become yeah uh I, I am looking forward to finishing it. I, I'll, I'll finish it for sure mm. because, you know, I really enjoyed the last one. I'm interested to see what this big thing is that happens at the end of this one. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's not yeah. It's not bad at all. It's it's really good. Like, it's, it's a good game. It's just, it's not what I, it's just not, I was expecting more, uh, put it that way, you know, from this than basically it looks nicer, what it feels though, like. It? A, it looks way nicer than the last game did. Maybe. Like, it's got some really cool effects and. See, I'm playing you know, on. The, I played it on Switch though, and it oh, doesn't look that good on Switch. Like honestly, no, I bet like, not. And also, no, there's like really quite nice a lot of slowdown summer. and stuff. I got a question about it. Why are you playing on Switch? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, because it's just easier to play on that. <laughs> um, right. yeah, yeah, sorry, because um, I've only played the first one, um, and I've been intrigued by Changing Tides. Um, do you think, like a majority of the reason why it's not as good, is because the surprise and the wow factor? has been done in the first game and is probably not enough different enough in this one that yeah there could be a part of that right and i i could see that being a point but what i would say is that actually the stuff that the first gamer asks you to do i think is better than what this game is asking you to do and i think it it, i think it actually shows you how to do those things in a better way as well um so although yeah i think you can't ignore the fact that the element of surprise and the feeling of what you're doing to keep these machines going along um, is, you know, that, that that's not new when you're playing the second one. But I do think comparing the old one to this one, actually, the, the old one did things that this doesn't do and that maybe it should have, which is really odd. It's really strange that, that it feels like a step back. Like, it feels like it should have been the other way around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. James, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. It feels like this is the first game and then Far Lone Sales was the, the sequel to it. See, and that's, yeah, because it was like the first one that felt like a real sort of like desperation almost, like to what you were doing. You know, that, like, yeah. you're trying to get across, you know, trying to like, you know. Put out the fires and that. Yeah, and then, but this, 
doesn't feel like that at all. It just feels like I don't know. Yeah, not not as engaging. I don't think. Strange. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, sorry, Sean, you're going to be last <laughs> because we we do need to talk about Mario Kart Eight and the the DLC tracks. James, you played these? I have. I played them all over the weekend. And I played yeah. them with the whole family on my own with Same that shirt. Up. It was like yeah. I haven't done them on my own yet, but I'm mm-hmm. sure. Like right, okay. Look, we've been calling out for Mario Kart eight tracks for ages. We finally got some. Is there part of you like me, James, that's kind of like, ah, oh, I wish they all came at once? Yeah, definitely. Especially just two cups because you open it up and it's like, look at all these like new new tracks, and it's like, yeah, I yeah. can't touch any of these. There's only two of them, and it's some um, yeah. There's there's only like or at least half and half, right? Yeah. At least like half of them now, and then half of them like next year or whatever. Because yeah. um, because you do the four tracks and you're like. Uh, okay, that's that's that was. I mean, they're good. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are not great. Like the the I, I I'm finding the tour ones. The are tour not good. ones yeah. are actually quite a step down in quality, yeah. aren't they? They're also um, I mean, mainly that, because there's bits where you just don't even know where you're supposed to be going. Yeah, there's also that. I mean, the last one on the second cup, you know, the one that's the like Japanese like in, inspired like one. I really dislike yeah. that track. It's and really? it's it's one of those tracks where it also feels like even more randomly luck as to whether you're going to win or not. And I hate that. And that that's the thing. Like, see, I spent the whole weekend playing this, and I got like golds on like fifty cc, hundred cc, and then like one hundred and fifty on like all of the tracks or whatever. But it reminded me once I got up to like 150 CC why like this game is so infuriating like still and it's <laughs> it's it's so yeah. good like it's such a good game like it, I love Mario Kart like and especially playing it with other people it's brilliant like it's one of my it is my favorite racing game but it is yeah. utter bullshit like it's yeah, ridiculous it is utter bullshit. Yeah, and totally. it's like yeah. especially when you're trying to get like those three like three star gold stuff and it's just when when you get to like you know 150 CC or above it's just luck like as to whether that's going to happen yeah, but or you're not. You're the idiot for thinking that it's ain't going to be any other way. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> we but it's annoying, isn't it? It's because you're all just yeah, thinking, I just need it? to stay ahead. If I get ahead, and it's like I've run this race really like perfectly the whole time, and then I've been hit with a whole load of blue shells right at the end, yeah. and I'm now eight. <laughs> it's just the but the the bullshit. The bullshit was even worse when like before it comes to Switch, like with the Wii U version. I remember. I needed one more Grand Prix in 150cc to get like gold, uh, the gold trophy. Mm. And it just wasn't happening for me. The amount of times that I tried to get it in one of those tracks, I would get completely screwed by the computers. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just wanted to smash the fucking that little gamepad up. Um, uh, yeah, so they did tone it down a little bit for this, but it's still got it. It's still there. It's the still, still there. Though, isn't it? It's just you so still annoying. find them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the, yeah, the tracks, it's funny because when you play the GBA tracks or the N64 tracks in it, you're like, no, this is still really, really good. Mm. But then when, yeah, like that 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 um, Paris one where it's like you hit a roundabout, there's like a roundabout in there. Yeah. And then it looks like there's a road leading off to the thing, but you go to drive down it and then you're like, hold oh, on, they're barriers. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you get dragged back onto the course again. And you're mm. like, what? It's really not like a Mario America game. And then also on the third run round on that track, how it then makes you go into traffic as well, which is just odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. I don't remember it happening before. Oh, no, of course it has, yeah. 
you, oh no, not into traffic. No, not like you get like ones where there's no, you're like crossover with and traffic, stuff, aren't you? But not, yeah, yeah. not uh, not into it like that. It's it's just weird. I mean, the track and also like, the other thing. I like thing, how they evolve each lap, though. That yeah. that's pretty cool. I didn't know they did that in tour. But the, I mean, the other thing that's funny is like when you play those like GBA ones, is you realise like how short they are as well, and like how how basic it's like it's over like really quickly, it, which is yeah, you know, yeah, which yeah, is not yeah. a bad thing. But you know, it's. It's it's still fantastic. It's still Mario Kart, and playing it in like multiplayer, it was great playing with the family. Everyone was loving it. Like, and it, we, it, they were getting like proper competitive and everything. It was brilliant. But it's just playing it in single player is just it's just madness, isn't it? Utter I madness. It. I love it so much. Yeah. Love it so much. Okay, right. That's Mario Kart Eight, um, and that's all I've been playing this week. So, James, you've been playing. Sean, have you got anything else uh, for us? Yes. So, Strangers of Paradise, uh, Final Fantasy Origin, came out last Friday. So, this is this is the game that I've seen tons of clips oh. for on YouTube, uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I'm excited on, to hear about uh, this. On Twitch, because it's is insane, this, apparently. Is this also the one that, like, when they, they showed it and it was... It was really bad when they first showed it. Is that, it was just like bad. <laughs> it was like the like the demo they showed was broken and everything. I, I, I remember the script being a bit, uh, and that's what I consider mm-hmm. bad. I don't. Remember, I didn't play the demo, but there was a demo out for this prior to launch, um, which I just kept away from playing. But um, yeah, yeah, this is this is this the longest second longest name of game I've played this year. Uh, Strange of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Um, it's the it's <laughs> if you followed uh, the game since the announcement, um, you either you know think of one of two things: the the term chaos being mentioned throughout. Like there is a bad guy or bad person called chaos and every second line that your protagonist talks about is i must take down chaos are you chaos i will fight you if you're chaos what is this are you what and it's just it's insane writing like i i i'm i'm all right with like kind of crazy but the fact that it's just kind of one track minded um was pretty crazy anyway to jump into it so stranger paradise is a it's a spin-off kind of final fantasy game it's not part of the um the numbered final fantasy games so this is the closest thing to 15 in regards to kind of mechanics and stuff like that um and yeah it's 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 kind of just kind of your kind of run of the mill. I'm going to go into an area, kind of grind it a little bit, going to fight, going to adapt, change jobs, which I've taken on board from some of the other games. I think 14 did the jobs thing like big because it's online. Uh, but I've not really played a Final Fantasy game that had the jobs thing as a big thing. I've only played like 10 and 7. So jobs are your kind of class system. So you can be someone that is like uh, sword and shield or mage and you can change that mid fight or you know anytime you want so your main protagonist a guy called um i think it's jack jake i think it's jack um you can kind of say hey good strong Strong name he's he's so run-of-the-mill it's not even funny like no (laughs) word of a lie i thought he was marcus phoenix some of the gruffness that he was just coming across he is just (laughs) all about saying um well if you can breathe you can fight again at the end of every fight and stuff like that and i'm like come on just yeah It's, it is it's true, facts. though, isn't it? If you can breathe, then yeah. you can, yeah. It is yeah, I've always said that. But it, there's only so much bravado I can take in a video game without it just being Gears of War anyway. Uh, this game is a good sequel to Gears of War. Um, but the, the interesting thing I didn't actually know about, because I didn't really follow it until I uh, played the game, was there's a lot of influence from um, Souls, Dark Souls, in there. The point 
the main point is there are different areas where you can kind of go to a rest point in between levels. Um, and going to this place means that you can kind of access your menu, but it also resets the enemies in the area. So if you're playing for this game and you're like fighting these enemies and you want to be like, I want to save my checkpoint here, it also resets everything just like in a From Software game, which is really cool. But I'm not sure if it's just doing it because From Software is doing it as well. There is also a co- uh, co-op in this game. So there is yourself and the two other AI um, people. So you can choose who you want to kind of bring on board with you. But you can open up your game to like a that. lobby, which you can put a password on or you can have matchmaking on. So... You can be like, I want two of my friends to play the entirety of this game. You don't have to ever go back to a main menu. It can just be like, we're setting this up from the start. Every time you finish a mission, it's just everyone press ready up and then we're going to the next thing. I didn't really get it to work because I didn't really have any friends that wanted to play this anyway, which is probably quite telling of this game. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. But playing this whilst playing Elden Ring was like, which one am I having more fun with combat wise? And no word of a lie, when I unlocked a Ronin class, um, it literally became the kind of samurai with the Uchi Katana from Elden Ring. And I was like, I am doing the same unsheath kind of stance and then doing a, you know, a charge attack. And it was at that point I was streaming this. So you had one of, um, one of the guys in your, in your channel, uh, Pozok, he came on board just to watch me play it. And I was like, yep, this feels like the samurai in Elden Ring. I'm going to switch what I'm playing. I played a good three hours. I'm like, I'm missing this game. Um, don't get me wrong. Stranger Paradise. <laughs> it's like you, you've, you've got a new best mate. <laughs> then you're going to, you go out and see your old mates again. And you're like, I wonder what he's, what yeah, he's they're, doing. They're having a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun. But it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're thinking of it, it's probably going to do what you want it to do. I mean, a lot of the combat is you're doing a a move at the end which turns your enemies into crystals and then you just kind of shatter it in various ways. You you might turn someone into crystals and punch it or you might kick its head off and it's all kind of fun and very camp and then very bravado. And I got about four hours into it and I was like, I'm I'm not ready for this game right now. It's it's fun, but, you know, Final Fantasy, I'm looking forward to 16. This is like the mid kind of game between um, 7 Remake and then 16. So this kind of will fill the gap. But I'm not ready for it yet. Um, don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's probably amazing in co-op. And the Souls-like kind of influence with the bonfire thing is probably what it needs just to kind of spice up the um, just the mechanics. But, um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> is it, this is the one that I've seen where loads of clips of just unintelligible nonsense yeah. has been said to each yeah. other. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, your main character. I think this is one of the main clips from one of the trailers or something. But your main character, um, Jack... He's so kind of hell-bent on taking down this thing called um, Chaos that he meets another character. She's like, you know, Chaos doesn't actually exist. It was just me along. It's just a folktale. And he's like, liar. And he just puts his music on. And then he walks out of this this arena where she, everyone was a stand-in. <laughs> and it's just so really weird. Like, a lot of the conversations don't really make sense. Like, when you isolate it, it's like people are talking for the sake of talking. And there is... And it... <laughs> It sounds like this podcast, to be fair. <laughs> and, and what doesn't help is there's like unnecessary amounts of help um, and kind of tip pop-up guides and stuff. Like, 
you will walk up to the top of a ladder and you can kick the ladder down like in a from software game for instance to kind of make a shortcut but then there's like two pop-up messages that come up saying hey so these are ladders did you know you can climb ladders you know using your arms and legs you know ascending and descending that's how gravity works not exactly those things and then the next oh. pop-up is like and if you kick the ladder then it drops the ladder down and you can climb back up the ladder and this is a shortcut and i get it you can onboard people who probably never played video games but for us who play games we don't need to be handheld that much and a good half of my experience has been taught how to play a video game whilst playing this video game and it didn't feel like it was a, a fun video game after a while that's a video game a lot i'm yeah <laughs> if you're getting tired you can turn off the the computer game and don't go and do something else for a bit if you want <laughs> yeah exactly if you if you you're struggling to hear any of the audio from this game, then you have a remote and you can turn your TV up. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not even gonna. It probably would have happened. Weirdly, they give you tips about how to fight bosses after you've lost to the boss as well. And it's like, don't tell me that or tell me from the start. Don't. I suppose that's when you need it, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I thought you were about to say they give you tips how to kill the boss after you've killed the boss. Yeah, no, it, that's what I was expecting. Do you know what? That, yeah, that would probably take the mick. But um, yeah, it's 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 all right. I mean, it's a solid game. I, like I said, I'm probably being a bit too harsh on it because I just thought about Elder Ring. You know, the beloved Elder Ring the whole time. Oh, mate, it's so bad, isn't it? And it, it, look, I know what it's like as well for the people that that aren't interested in Elden mm. Ring because they've heard everyone bang on about it, and it's really annoying and blah, 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 Elden Ring, Elden Ring. And now it's like every game we're playing, we're like, we'll play some more Elden Ring, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to play anything else. Yeah. This new Lego game out. Uh, Sean, what's the combat like in Strangers of Paradise? Is it real-time? Is it turn-based? Yeah, so it's all real-time. Um, yeah, I mean, if it had the option to be turn-based, I mean, I'd probably have given it more time. But So how does this combat compare to Final Fantasy VII Remake? Ooh, so Seven Remake, you could queue up some stuff in like the pause. You know, we can pause stuff in real yeah, time. Yeah, you use like the, yeah, the D-pad type thing to yeah, pre-assign moves. There isn't that from what I've seen. Like, the only options you have to let your partners know to do something is... If you press left, to, which is associated with the partner that's associated left on your D-pad or right, you can basically tell them to kind of go into like an overdrive, like you're going to do a lot more damage, but there isn't really control over that. Like it's, it's all right. I okay. mean, there's a place for both Seven's combat and Stranger of Paradise's combat kind of live separately and be applauded for how they do it. But even, I'm, I mean, I love Seven and the remake of Seven just from the combat as well. Um, yeah, combat it's was amazing. Pretty, it's man. pretty good. The, interestingly, actually, the mage class in Strange of Paradise, I think, is I want I love playing any any kind of classes that does magic really well. And there is just way too many buttons. Any game that has combat and way too many buttons in it is either you have to adapt the way you play, or you just get beaten. So uh, the amount of times I pl- pressed the wrong buttons because of Elder Ring, for instance, was a bit weird. But like the mage class, like <laughs> you have to hold down the right trigger to start your casting. And once you start your casting, there's like a wheel that appears that you can choose if you want to do magic, fire, water, or kind of rock. And you're kind of choosing that with the left stick. So bear in mind, the right stick is to kind of aim where you want it to go. The left stick is to aim at point in the direction of what type of spell you want to do. And all this is happening whilst you're holding down the right trigger of charging the magic. And then to fire the magic, you release the, the right trigger. And it's just 
like one button too many to do something that feels like it should be simple. And yeah, that sounds way too, that sounds complicated to the point where it actually starts to detract from enjoyment if you're trying to have to remember does. the combination. Yeah, and luckily for the game, there is like I think ten different types of kind of class or jobs as they call it. So I always kept mage as my kind of long range, just something I would start a fight with. But there is no way you're going to be pressing all these buttons in the middle of a, a fight when the enemy's coming at you. Um, so yeah, I, 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 my current build is kind of Ronin, kind of doing, you know, sword and samurai kind of cool stuff. And then as soon as I hit triangle, it switches to the mage and I kind of rely on my, um, my comrades to kind of, you know, take the forefront of it. Like, again, not a bad game, just wrong time for me. Yeah. After loving Final Fantasy VII Remake so much, I, I don't think, like, every time a Final Fantasy game comes out, I'm like, oh, maybe this one would also be for me. And I've seen all the videos. The dialogue looks stupid as hell. But, yeah, there's always a nag- you know, nagging kind of something in the back of my brain saying, maybe this will be good as well. But especially if the combat is a little bit more similar to a remake than a standard yeah, kind of turn-based one. Get it when you're ready for it. I just, I'll just put it as that. Because it won't let you down if you already are expecting all of this craziness anyway. Um, it, it, it is fun <laughs> yeah. to play, but... Yeah, you just have to kind of relearn how to play the video game in their way, which is a lot of onboarding. Cool. Yeah, I think I'll wait for things to calm down before I get into this. Yep. All right. Okay, that's what we've been playing this week. Um, should we get onto questions? Let's. Uh, if you want to send us a question, go to tcgs.co slash dear tcgs. We've got Edward... Nigma, who's who's back after uh, after a long break. Good evening to you all. I apologise for not being in contact, but I've been filming a documentary that you can now see in cinemas. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> it's not a riddle this time. Instead, it's a question. If you were a villain, what would you do to take down a hero? People often ask what a superhero power would be, but what would your supervillain power be? If the show is running long, we'll just skip. We'll just skip James uh, because he can't be bothered, and we'll call him the news <laughs> goblin. And his power would be to take people to his fantasy zone and give them false hope leading to indefinite depression upon returning to the real world bye for now your friend ed i thought it was an interesting question because obviously everyone's like hey you know what's your superhero power be but you know they never discuss what supervillain power be but typically wouldn't it be the same well no but like typically supervillains it's often like what they're doing to to the world or to the environment or to the planet It's, it's rarely about their well it's if i'm thinking like mostly batman movies which is where my brain is right now it's right, the villain is often doing things to the to the world or to the planet to the city rather than the fact they right, can okay, fly. Okay, so what would your answer be then? Well, that, that's the thing. Like, this is basically saying what terrible event would you do to all the people in a city? That's basically well, what this question is. Take down the hero. So I think it might be more specific to how you counter yeah. a hero rather than be evil to the world. Yeah, just like trip trip wise, <laughs> trip wise, trip wise everywhere. Just put tri- trip wire man. Yeah. And every time one of the heroes is running at me, they tri- they trip over, wouldn't they? <laughs> That's what happens with heroes, isn't it? Run, they run in a trip. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep, easy. I can get away then, can't I? Or sticky floors, so that they run super glue, the super glue man, <laughs> and I can super glue their shoes. So you're basically the home alone method. Yep. Basically, yeah, like marbles everywhere, uh, paint, marbles paint cans from yep. from every doorway, uh, micro machines as well yep. downstairs. Paint can. Uh, what, what's yours? Um, well, I mean, I, for some reason, I, I can't not think about Batman when I think about this, and so it have to be stingers. Just just on, stingers on every road. Stingers. What like stingers in every police road? Ca- what, like what? Like, the police camera action, Matt. 
Yes, I'm thinking... You've got your police camera action man. <laughs> I, I would just get a whole team of, of, of hoodlums, of um, foot soldiers, who are basically throwing their stingers across every single road in New York City. So, oh, Matt, so, so the hero, let's time, say Batman, let's say Batman, can't drive his Batmobile anywhere near me, right? If you ever want a good time, go on to, <laughs> go on to YouTube and search Stinger Foul Compilation. And it's just... Loads and loads of videos of police chucking stingers out in front of police oh, cars. No. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the absolute yeah. best. <laughs> um, James, what's, what's yours? Doctor Farley sounds like a villain anyway, <laughs> doesn't it? I thought I got out of this because he's already said I can be really boring or whatever. No, you haven't. No. Oh, uh, what do you mean you could be really boring? Well, no, he says I'm supposed to make give people false hope and make people depressed and stuff. All right, just give us an answer though. Don't just use that as an out. Oh, that's what I was going to do. I didn't think I'd have to come up. Now I've got to come up with something. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sean, have you, Sean, have you got a super villain power? Man, it's, not, it's kind of almost similar, but I would say existential dread. Like, there's nothing worse than knowing that you're prob- there's a bigger <laughs> There's a bigger problem at play here. Like, could you imagine superheroes coming towards you? Like, are you sure what, you, what you're about to do is actually going to do what you think you can do? Like, the world is, the world is crumbling. Your <laughs> oven is still on, you know. What, what is... Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Have to guess on, I right? think that would ruin a lot more people's day than they give them dread. And you don't even have it doesn't even have to be a power. Yeah, does really it? Would, like, we it? do that to each other anyway, and to ourselves. Like imagine that on the scale of like a super villain. Just like everyone just like can't deal with things. Bigger things are at, uh, at play there. You have no one to come after you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite good. That's a good one. I, mean, I I approve of that. One. Yeah, yeah. You, you think you think I'm bad? I don't think. Did you lock the front door when you left this morning? I don't think you. <laughs> <laughs> did you lock the back cave? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Is the uh, is the oven still on? It's did you pick up the kids? <laughs> Have you got your mask with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fun, checking your pockets and then running off. Yeah. <laughs> Good shout. Nice one. Uh, Lars Hedderdam. Ahoy. As a kid, my schools would occasionally put on a week-long transformation of the school to a mini-city with banks, police, bakers, accountants, architects, and kids producing different products of questionable quality for the pupils to buy from each other and for the parent to come and buy at the end of the week. It was quite fun, and all the schemes teach kids about jobs, responsibility, and capitalism. Instead of learning that, we tended to counterfeit money and put on heists and banks and shops. Which lessons from school or in life did you guys take the wrong message from? From Lars Hedderdown. That's brilliant, though, isn't it? It's just like... It's like they've all got together and thought, actually, this is bullshit. Why don't we just just steal? Yeah, let's make it a fun city. <laughs> These kids' heists. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Um, we, we, we had, like, careers day where you had to, like, set up a shop in the school. And uh, we, we did blow football because it was easy. You just got a little round bit of, like, I don't know, these round balls and then a straw. We were like, go on, blow football. Do you remember that? You must have played. That's a COVID nightmare <laughs> these days. Couldn't play. Yeah, you, you couldn't play blow football you? anymore. So is your um, shop sold straws and what ping yep, pong cotton balls. balls. Yeah, that was it. That was it. We said we made fucking more money than anyone else, mate. Everyone wanted to play blow football back then. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so what lessons did we take? I'll never forget this one. Right. I'll never forget this one. And it just. I didn't take the lesson away that they wanted me to take away. It just made me hate authority even more, right? 
So we were given a test. And they said, you're all getting this test and uh, you're, being, you're being marked for out. Uh, please, you know, read the questions, take your time with it. Uh, it's not a race to the end. Just, you know, she handed the teacher, handed the test out and it had, say, 50 tasks on it. So one of them was like, the first one would be like, shout your name out as loud as you can. Run up to the front of the room and write your name on the board. Um, tap the table three times, you know, all this sort of stuff. So I'm sitting there, I'm doing it. I'm going, what the fuck is this all about? Okay, tap table three times. Uh, clap your hands twice. You get to the end and the last one says, only, uh, only do the first oh, task. No. <laughs> and the lesson was, oh. make sure you read everything before you start steaming in with your answers. And I just thought, what a fucking shit lesson. Who's going to do that? Are you saying that when we get our GCSEs, we need to read the whole test exam, like the whole thing before answering the first question? Because that's what you're essentially saying. It was so, oh, it made me so angry. It made me so angry. And I just thought, you're just trying to trick us. That's all that. What a waste of an hour. What a waste. Yeah, what's that, what's that saying? What? Read all the instructions before you start building. That was essentially what I was saying. Yeah. Who the fuck does that? No one does that. What a shit lesson. Could you imagine getting a flat pack from Ikea and just, hold on, I'm reading it all first, just in case the last one says, just do step one. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible we learned it at school. That was bullshit. That's what, it's tough, isn't it? That's I can't... What, see, I'm trying to... I'm that's sh- what public school was like, James. What was uh, private school Fuck like? Fuck things? <laughs> I did not go to private school. This really annoys me because I did not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything that I learned from school, honestly, that was like <laughs> from this. You know, it's like... You've got a PhD. No, I know exactly, but I didn't get that from school, did I? I got that from studying. And it's like, I mean, I'm trying okay. to think of what, you know, what, what I actually learned from school that was like actually useful or uh, I don't know I'm not sure yeah I can't think of anything I took from school really no it, it, that was all like the, so, the like social side and pencils and stuff it was just I oh, mean yeah, school was it, was it was an irritation wasn't it it was just mostly an irritation school <laughs> well yeah it was just in the way wasn't it mm. it was just in the way still football lunch time wasn't it mm. oh yeah brilliant year 5 versus year 6 let's go <laughs> I learned more from that than Pythagoras' theorem. You weren't having a kick about, Sean? What were you doing in your break times? (laughs) Well, exactly the same as you guys. Um, I I think if I can bend a rule with when when this answer could be done, so not kid, but kind of like late teens like early university i there's one thing that stuck with me so i went to i went to film school so i did like film production um and we were making films and you know learning documentary and narrative and actors and you know directing and then a we had a we had a talk um we used to have like industry folks come in and kind of you know inspire us um and then an actor slash director called Noel Clark, the actual guy himself who's in kiddothood and stuff. He came mm. in, gave a talk, and oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, this is all great. And then at the end, he was like, yeah, you probably didn't have to go to university to get a job. Like, I didn't have to do that. In fact, you're probably wasting your money paying to do this course right now. Like, just get up there and just, you know, make contacts and just do your dream. And I just remember my tutor, like, on stage, was like, no, no, don't, I mean, don't do what he just said. Like, you know, we don't have to lose money and stuff like that. <laughs> and Noel Clark was just so 
uh, he just came in as like, yeah, you guys were wasting your time in university studying this. Do what I did. Just flunk school and just get out there. I mean, he's a bit of a, in a situation, you know, we don't talk about Mel Clark as much anymore because of the news. But, but no, the fact that know. he came mm-hmm. in and then told us we were wasting our time on our course and the next four years. But this is <laughs> it as well, right? This is it. This is what goes through my head. Is that right? We know that Noel Clark is problematic, and and uh, you know he's got history and stuff. That's why he's not being spoken mm. about much anymore. But you've been asked to go in and speak to you. Don't be a <laughs> fucking prick about it. Do you know what I mean? Like honestly, I get. I mean, one of the teachers. If I was one of the teachers, I'd take Noel. Can you sit down? Right. You could have just said no. You didn't want to do this. Like you could have just not come here. That would have been fine. You don't come. Why in have and you come here and just been a off. prick? In front of it, just completely try to mug us off in front of it. And what? Because you want the kids to like you. Is that it, Noel? Is that what you're after? You want, you want to be you want cool. the kids yeah. to like you. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You cool? Is this cool? <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> Actually, that does that don't really work when a teacher's doing yeah. that because, the, like, generally you just laugh at the teacher. And you're, <laughs> yeah. Shit. It's no win situation for that teacher, isn't it? I could really bollock him, but then I would be a teacher. I'd be standard teacher. <laughs> supply teacher. The coolest yeah, of teachers. Yeah, yeah. I told you what we used to do to our French teacher, right? We were in this little hut thing that had no windows, right? Had no windows in this fucking classroom, right? It just meant that every time she was writing her French words up on the, fr- on the French board, <laughs> on the whiteboard, we used to sneak underneath the desk and get to the light switch and turn it off, and the room would be in pitch black. Like it just pitch black. She wouldn't have a clue, did it? Uh, yeah, she did not like taking that class. <laughs> there was loads of stuff like Sorry. that in school. It was awful. Yeah. Does it? Did, what was the worst thing someone's a student's done to you as a like when you've been in a university, James? They don't because it's university. They're paying like a huge amount of money to be there. <laughs> oh like... come on! Like they don't call you a knobhead and and all that sort of stuff. Yes, they do. <laughs> They don't. Don't lie. <laughs> they, they don't like kids in year nine. No, it's just that they're like in their twenties. Most of them. Yeah, definitely. Though, think you're a knob. I, I, I'm sure they I do, mean. but you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference, James. You haven't caught them. <laughs> okay. they, you, you, you haven't noticed that they've put a knobhead sign on your back. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I like I went to university and I'm going, come on guys, let's prank the teacher. They're going, no, I'm trying to. Ed- <laughs> I, I, I need this. I need twenty four grand a year doing career. this. I'm not going to call oh, anyone. Not. Come on, why are you a bunch of muffins? <laughs> come on, look, I've got I've got some flour and some water balloons. Let's go get Mister Farley, Doctor Farley, whatever. He's a knob. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I want to go to university. Sounds fun. Well, it's, it's not like that though. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, oh, right, that's okay. the thing. It's, it's not like school. Not like school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no one's getting their shirt signed. Oh, yeah. That's basically what I'm you saying. You don't do the shirt signing at the university. No, you just get a big check at the end. Uh, What's a big, the fucking you know, point? You know, I owe you this month. <laughs> no, yeah, big sorry, check at the end. That's maybe my university. <laughs> <That's> the opposite. <laughs> no, no, the university, the university gets the big check. You're left with debt, sorry. Oh, yeah, debt, debt. Yeah, that's right. I'm kind of glad I didn't go. Right, okay. Um, uh, next, yeah. So, Maria Mendieta, dear TCGS coral painters, 
You mentioned the way an obtuse game uh, world like the one in Elden Ring makes game FAQs a must. Based mm. on the sheer number of attempts and strategies involved, beating any from software title qualifies the player to write a guide for it. On that note, for which video game do you feel you would confidently be able to write a guide? Keep up the terrific work. Sincerely, Maria. Good question. I want to know from James. <laughs> Uh, do you know I've I've got one for this actually. I, I think Go I on. would I would choose Transbot on the Master System. Why? What's Transbot? I've never heard of this. It's it's a terrible like shooting game. It's like I bought it. It was okay. This was the first game that I bought with my own money, like when I was a kid. And it was oh, I remember this. Yes, yeah, I've seen this. It was like a ten. I've seen this. You know, it was like it was it was ten quid, and I bought it because there was a robot on the cover. And it looked like it could be good, but it was a terrible game. And the reason I could write a guide for it is because there's only two levels. And all you have to do is just like shoot stuff and just choose F-type weapon and you're good. That's it. Just, you know, just yeah. do that and then run through it over and over again with the same music playing over and over again. And then try and trade it with your friends, but they don't want to trade with you because it's terrible. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, uh, mine would be threes. I think because that's the game that I've played the most. <laughs> I mean, in my life, I don't think I've ever put in a uh, more time than in anything than I have of threes. In fact, actually, I tell you what, we, it's been a while. Let me go and find out how many games of threes I've played. And remember, it so counts you're still up. playing that every single day, are you? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, man. It it, it counts up, and it's just started. So two thousand, three thousand. 4,000, and I'm just going to leave it there until it's fully worked out how many games of threes I've played. Uh, the the mobile game I was obsessed with and played every single day and played multiple games every single day for years and years was disc driving disc, disc on driving, iOS, yeah, but I, I, I managed to stop. I was in leagues and everything with, with like... Yeah, but then they brought out disc driving too and yeah, it was it, rubbish. Like, it ruined it, didn't it? It was like not like... Yeah. It completely ruined and it, then, yeah. Um, and then I just... I, I, I pulled out the leagues and, you know, had to, had to focus on had to focus on life. Um, but I, I mean, disc driving would definitely be a game I'd be able to write a, a guide for. I mean, I haven't played it for some yeah, time for sure. now, but I don't think it'll take too long to get back in the swing of things. Sometimes sure. I think I should get back into that. I bloody love disc driving so much on iOS. It's basically like you, you, you have these discs and you flick around the, 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 the little tracks where there's, like, there's jumps, there's power-ups. Yeah. Um, what a the game that was. to get too serious for my liking. Oh. It used to really wind me up after a while. People used it to was, get really it was serious very serious league. There, there, there were multiple kind of divisions. We had a WhatsApp group. Promote, I mean, oh, does absolutely the, brilliant. Does the original one still exist? Or have they been deleted? No, 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 the original one still, well, last one checked, still worked on iOS. But mm, um, okay. with, yeah, they released the second one. It wasn't as good. And it had less features. And yeah, it was just a bit of a mess. But um, I mean, it, basically, the three games would be disc driving on iOS. Sega Rally, obviously, on Saturn, or Putt and Putter on Master System, which is a <laughs> game that me and my sister played uh, when we were young, about a million hours. So that... Uh, Putt and Putter as well. About a million hours. Um, we played a long time. Uh, that needs to get remake. So that, that was basically a mixture between uh, uh, Crazy Golf, or it was more like Pitch and Putt, really. There wasn't really, like, crazy, like, windmills and stuff on the course, but across, across between Pitch and Putt, or Putting, and, and Pinball. With like pinball flippers, pinball bouncers around the course, that was such a good game. Yeah, that, uh, I'm just that I'll be working out how many that. 
days a million hours is. <laughs> so you played that for 41,666 days, have you, Matt? Give or take. And you and you were digging me out about my 25 times of completing Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> yeah? You're full of shit, mate. Well, one of us was exaggerating. The other one full of shit. was uh, apparently telling the truth. <laughs> also, I've, I've played... Th- I've played the mobile game threes thirty four thousand six hundred and twenty six times. That's too much, isn't it? That's too much. That how long would game. an average uh, game of threes take? I, don't, I have no idea. Don't know. Five minutes? Ten minutes? Probably five minutes, maybe. Let's do some maths. <laughs> um... <laughs> you didn't know where to go for that, did you? No, I wasn't going to work out 34,000 times five uh, on the podcast. Okay, um, right. Who's next? Uh, sure. um, oh, it's going to be a cop-out. Um, I'll probably say something like Overwatch, because I've played a lot of Overwatch or any kind of games or service games. Um, I feel like I can speak to a lot of the characters and just kind of techniques and stuff, whatever, but I'm sure there's probably good coaches out there who's good for about team building and stuff, but... I know my way around Overwatch with most of the characters. And What's prob- the latest with number two? Uh, um, There's a closed alpha coming soon. Is that soon, actually happening or what? Very soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's split between something like PvE and PvP and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of in a boat of, do I want to buy the sequel if it's just got an additional PvE point? I don't know. But with the current game, I would play it. Does feel like... It does feel like that franchise is kind of a little bit. See, I don't know. Like, if if you'd have said like three years ago, Overwatch Two is coming, but I think people would have gone absolutely ballistic. But now, Overwatch Two, sorry, is coming. I think everyone go, but but it, now it's just I don't know. I don't see the buzz. Maybe for it. if if it was a weird. completely different game that wasn't so tied to the original. So anyone that buys uh, Overwatch yeah. Two and anyone that owns Overwatch 1, they can play against each other in the multiplayer because, you know, you're not dividing the player base. But if they were to do, you know, a standalone separate game, you know, like, I guess Call of Duty has a new game every year or used to be every year, and everyone jumped on that, then that would probably be more hype. But I know my hype was kind of quenched when I can just play the current version I've got against people who've got the sequel. So it's not like a new, it's not, it doesn't feel like a sequel so much. It's just more, here is a bit more and pay, pay full price. So not really. Yeah. But I'll be answered. David has done some maths. If you pay 34,000 games of threes and each one is on average about five minutes long, that's 170,000 minutes, which in hours is 2,833 hours. Is that a lot or was he slacking? I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot, isn't it? It's quite a bit, isn't it? <laughs> That's a lot when you think, oh, I'll put 205, I'll put 500 hours in Destiny or 200 in Destiny. <laughs> you put, what's 3,000? What's that Okay. It's quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all just, just letting that sink in. That's all. That's all. And that's it for questions this month, or this week even. Hey, well, we come to the end of the show. Uh, Matt, do you want to do socials? 
Yeah, the big one is there are more TCGS.com tickets on sale this Friday morning. That's Friday, 25th of March, 9 a.m. TCGS.co slash TCGSCon. Go there. If you missed out first time around, there's some more tickets available. And this is the last extra batch we can add. So get there and don't miss out. Uh, and streaming uh, this Thursday, Sean is back for Nuzlocke Stock and two Slow King Barb Rackles. That's twitch.tv slash TCGSCo Thursday night from nine, Friday night from nine. James is still playing House of Ashes, but James, you said you're near the end now. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, I think I'll finish it on Friday. That's my plan. That is uh, going to end. Uh, are you going to aim with a bang with some um, <laughs> couple of drinks? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've, <laughs> oh yeah, I bought it, so I might as well finish it. Ending with ending with, ending with a bang, are we, James? What does that mean? You're going to bang, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So Dark Horse also on Friday. Uh, Dark Horse. We're up to Dark Horse. Basically, we're up to Dark Horse thirty six. This is basically the the episode where James beats Gwyn Lord of Cinder. So don't miss that. That's Friday morning hey. on the Dark Calls uh, feed. Just search it on your podcast player of choice. Uh, if you're completing Dark Souls, no less. Was that the one I did over your house? <laughs> you did it over my house, mate. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> Suspended over the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a little perspex like box. David Blaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You went, you went really well out with a bang. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so you've got Twitch Prime Gaming. You've got Amazon, in fact. You've got Twitch Prime Gaming. Connect your two accounts and you can give us your free monthly sub. We really appreciate that. If you're buying Epic Game up. Store games, either on console or PC, enter the creator code TCGS. We mentioned Patreon at the beginning, but patreon.com slash TCGS for exclusive podcasts, live talk servers, and other stuff. And TCGS mm-hmm. code is a website for links to our socials, our podcasts, our beautiful Discord, and our store. And also Friday morning, more TCGS con tickets. Sean. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for uh, having me again. Oh, you, we, we, we were honoured that you wanted to come back after experiencing a show without me. Um, <laughs> uh, do you, where do you want to send our listeners? How can they find you? Oh, um, so I'm on Twitter uh, at Sean Labode. So that's S-E-A-N-L-A-B-O-D-E. But the fun actually continues every weekday on my Twitch channel, which is Extreme Matt, which is X-T-R-E-M-E-M-A-T which um, about 6 p.m. GMT, well, GMT starts this weekend, doesn't it, because of um, Daylight Savings, but from about 6 p.m., I usually stream for about two hours, um, either some Elden Ring or just something that the community want to kind of see me play. It's a kind of, the brand I've built is Safe Games, uh, sorry, uh, tough games in a safe space. So, you know, I do allow backseat gaming. Um, you know, we can chat about politics, you name it. We just want to have the, the, the best time that we can have. Um, and it's been, it's been fantastic. I've done some 24 hour streams. In fact, I think James, you came by on the last one that I, I did in the morning when I was playing, um, Sifu. We actually were talking about Sifu and I was saying, ah, oh, master. And then James is like, he follows you, you know, and he just started <laughs> saying, you actually typed on your keyboard actually how to say it properly. Yeah. And it was, it was it was hilarious. The first the first hour of a twenty four hour stream was already hilarious. But yes, we have a lot of fun um, every weekday if I can help it due to work. Um, so come by, swing by. It's a uh, it's a good time. You're you're aware that we've got a Twitch channel, right? Oh yes, yes. And you've decided to plug yours in a direct competition <laughs> with us, and you've decided to plug your. I just bit. 
That's a bit, a bit out of order, don't you think? <laughs> we don't stream at the same time, I believe. Uh, you know, still, we're all after those Amazon Prime subs, aren't we? So, uh, well, I hope, hope you're happy with yourself. The way you've gone around your marketing has been disgraceful. Thank you so much for living it, everyone. We will catch you next week. We love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.